0: The Hook and Ladder Podcast, Week Two Picks and Week Week One Recap. With Colin McDonald, I'm Justin Sontip, and Justin um, Santube, and Colin, Week One in the books. Terrific week of college football. Uh, I spent much of my Saturday at the Rutgers football game for the first time in over a year and a half, which was awesome. Um, and then I came home Saturday night and watched college football. I mean, that's that's the dream. That's the dream. Did you watch college football? I watched Saturday night one night once I got done,
1: done. Yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy bails on a uh, a long-standing plan. Well, we're I gonna watch. We're good. gonna watch college football all day. Rutgers game gets moved. I got a couple of my buddies up from college. they are watching college football, and Justin's got to go home and prep. I did. I had to. I had to work Sunday. I had to work Sunday. I mean, I was watching,
0: multitasking, watching on my TV, you know, and working on the laptop. Disappointing.
1: Well. You know Just, like, I, just Colin, like your picks. Let me just say. just like your picks. Disappointing.
0: <laughs> let me just say, before we get into it, I am as 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 one of your your good friends for a long time. I am honored that you were so sad that I wasn't with you on
1: Saturday. It was disappointing. I, this is, I this is
0: this is this is week this is week one. That's Colin's way of saying he loves me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if
1: we go that far. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, here we go. Um, week one in review. Uh, let's just start with with. I'm just gonna go go right through the um, what what I have from last week so the order that we broke down the games last week that's just how I'm going to go through the the games to recap um, Ruger 61 Temple 14 uh, not really much to say the Rutgers defense looked really good the Rutgers offense looked really bad um, don't really know what to make of it from a Rutger standpoint because I think Temple looked as bad as about as any um, FBS college football team could possibly look. Did you get a chance to watch any of the game? Or
1: I not? saw none of the game. I mean, it was pretty easy cover for the 14 and a half yeah. I yeah, Mathis eight for twenty four, one pick. Eight seconds. for twenty. He threw twenty four passes. Yeah, <laughs> and Lynch was zero for three. Lynch was terrible. Is Lynch, that uh, is that Jordan Lynch's brother? I have no idea who, who the hell it
0: is. But you it, remember Jordan Lynch from NIU? Uh, yes, but I doubt it. I mean, Under Lynch, Rod Carey, Lynch, Lynch. That would make sense, right? I guess it would in theory, but this guy was pathetic, Colin. Like he, he
1: looked like he shouldn't be starting yeah. for Morrison high school. Um, well, that's pretty bad. He was bad. But, uh, Bedrill didn't look great, but he got the job done. No picks, threw touchdown. Bedro stunk. Yeah, he was bad, especially after uh, Starkowski had he's that. Start, uh, he's gonna start again this week. Is Isn't he? It Peters healthy. Peters is back. He's starting. Told you, I think he's better.
0: Told me, I've been saying that. I no, but
1: after the after the week one game, I said I thought
0: he was better. Better than Peters. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think he is, but that's why the line's going back up. I think I saw 10.5 now for Illinois, but we'll get into that. Yeah, I mean, you want to you keep going through the stats? I can, I can hey, summarize babe, you.
1: you watch the game. I mean,
0: the Rutgers defense looked great. I don't know if it's because Temple was that bad. Rutgers looked really bad on offense, which is concerning because I think the Temple defense is bad. There you go. Yeah, all right. I mean, it was bad. Uh, Boise State... Loses to UCF 36 to 31 in a really, really fun back and forth football game uh, on Thursday night. Um, Boise covered. They you covered get the, the cover, and,
1: and my Gabriel Heisman future stays alive. I mean, it's not happening, but <laughs> stays alive. Uh, they got to go
0: undefeated. It was a tale of two halves. Boise jumped out. I think they were up 24 to 7 at one point. Um, and then in the second half, they like forgot how to move the football. It was really, really bad. Hank Bachmeyer was guns a blazing in the first half, and then they looked terrible in the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, UCF almost doubled them up in yards, but uh, that's kind of how their offense goes. You know, it's big play or turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel chucks it, and if he, he and but I watched a lot of this game, um,
0: Malzahn's got him running a little more than well, he used to, Well, that's is Malzahn, awesome.
1: that's Malzahn's that's Malzahn's mo. Yeah, he, he looked great running the football. Um, I think Boise is still a really good team. I just, as I've said it a lot, I really like UCF. Bowser, what a fantastic pickup for them, especially with the top two running backs out, and now you need Bowser. And Bowser looked like he did at Northwestern: 172 yards, a touchdown, 5.2 on the ground. Like yeah. that's good to see. He's uh, a North South runner. Yeah. He, he's not. He's not somebody you want to get in front of. Nope. Backmire looked solid. Not like great in the first half, bad yeah. in the second half kinda of fell apart, but uh I don't know. It, it's two early games. I think UCF has more talent on the team, but I do think Boise State's a really good team. And i would not be surprised if they ran the table from here.
0: Yeah. I, I don't really have, have I agree with that. Um I don't have any other takeaway. Like the spread was, was yeah accurate, right? I mean it, it it depended on the number that you got, right? I mean there were there were some points where it was four and a half and I think it closed five and a half. Five, like it was, yeah, it, was a, it was a really well set number. The game played out I think it played out the script was a little different than people expected. It wasn't Boise State jumped out. And then, like, I think if you would, I think I would have guessed more the opposite. Like, UCF jumps out and Boise State kind of mounts a comeback. But, like, that's that's how I would have, if you asked me, like, how we got to that point, I would have said either back and forth or, like, UCF jumps out and then they take their foot off the gas and Boise kind of comes back a little bit, second half adjustments. That's not what happened, obviously.
1: Do you think the lightning delays had anything to do with the slow start for UCF? Because I was kind of thinking about that. I did not. Because I, I think that kind of took some air out of the crowd, at least, for a little bit. And I think that may have contributed a little bit. I'm not.
0: I don't know. The atmosphere was great, especially in the second half. Um, good football game. Um, fun football game to stay up for. Uh, glad that it, it, it ended so late and glad that it started so late. Because that's that's fun when there's college football from start to finish. When That takes you from dinner time all the way through bed when you're talking about, about the evening slate. Um, the other Thursday night game... Ohio State forty-five, Minnesota thirty-one. Uh, push for us on plus fourteen for for me. I think I'm, yeah, it was on. Um, um, it ended up being a win for me because I had fourteen and a half, like in real life, because I bet it at a good time, like three weeks ago. But like we won't even get into that. Uh, <laughs> Classic. It was thirteen and like it's a, it was another really well set line. Um, the turning point in the game was when Muhammad Ibrahim went out with the Achilles injury. Uh, Minnesota's superstar running back, one of the top five running backs in the country. Um, Minnesota played, had a really great game plan. They kind of dominated using their big offensive line and Ibrahim, and it took Ohio State's freshman quarterbacks. So he just dropped a little bit of time to get going. Um, but then once he got going, he was fantastic because it's really easy to be that good when you've got the best skill position players in the country that you're throwing to. Um, and, like, my dad texted me. He was watching the game also. He texted me. He was like, you know what, at the end of the day, talent wins out, and that's exactly what happened Thursday night.
1: Yeah, I also I I think more the turning point was when uh, the strip strip sack touchdown on Morgan uh, late in the third to go up ten. Like that was the first time Ohio State's defense really made its presence felt, and you could see the kind of the talent they had on the D line because I mean most teams are not going to be able to limit the Ohio State pass rush like that. Minnesota just has a really fantastic O line. This is true, and they've got a had. Out for the season now, which is terrible news. Um, a very fantastic back, which made it very hard to... You can't pin your ears back when you got to deal with uh, Mo Ibrahim coming after you. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but Ibrahim out for the season. I think Minnesota has a good crop of, of running backs behind him. And, you know, like we, we talk about this a lot. Like If there's a good offensive line... The line
1: is... I mean... The running game will look good. We'll, we'll talk about Notre Dame later, but I think it's one of the best backfields in the country. Yep. Struggle to run the ball. Yep. and. I, I think I, I downgraded their backfield a little bit, but I, I don't think we'll make much of a difference in the overall team ceiling because if you have an O-line that good, they're going to have holes as long as you have somebody passable.
0: East Carolina, plus 11.5, they lost um, to App State 33-19. I didn't get a chance to watch a single minute of this game. I don't know if you, you did, Colin.
1: Uh, it was terrible. Uh, e, ECU, like, barely... <laughs> Like they 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 almost they almost backdoor covered it, Cut. which they had absolutely no business doing. Abstate dominated this game from front to finish. Completely awful pick. Um, really? Yeah. Does that have you questioning oh. ECU completely? Or oh, I'm I'm not gonna be with you okay. against South Carolina. Um, Chase Bryce looked a lot better than expected. Twenty for twenty seven. He was putting some dots in there. He had one deep throw that like really surprised me. I mean, I. I knew App State returned a ton. This was more of, I like ECU, and I thought Chase Bryce was terrible last year. I mean, maybe maybe Chase Bryce's experience last year was a factor of Duke and no offseason to actually get to go know the system. Now he's got a new year and a team with a lot of talent around him. Like, maybe he'll play better. He looked, he looked good. I mean, we'll find out a little more against Miami, but this game was just Hole hours was 22 for 40. Uh, the, the offense wasn't getting anything going till the very end when it was already out of reach. This
0: It looked like they could. I mean, if I'm just looking at the stats, it looked like they couldn't stop the run at all.
1: No, it, I mean, they. I know they can't stop the run originally because they couldn't stop it last year, but like they couldn't stop the run, but they also couldn't move the ball on them. It, it, was, a, it was a very poor performance by ECU.
0: Virginia Tech 17, North Carolina 10, um, a game that we didn't give it out on the pod, but by the end of the week, I don't know if you ended up being on Virginia Tech also. I did not. Did okay. you? Yeah, I, I was on VT because by the end of the week, it was like popping at me. Like, wait a minute. Like, North Carolina was only 8-4 and four last year. They lost all their best players. They returned a lot of starters, but they yeah. lost all their best players. And Virginia Tech, crazy atmosphere, Friday night, like something to prove. And, like, they proved something. They came out. They, they got off to a really good start. Their defense looked great. Um, the offense did just enough. And, I mean, it's – somebody – I saw it on Twitter. Like, like oh, like, no kidding. North Carolina's offense wasn't as good as expected. Their four best players were all drafted in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. Like, they've literally got four guys that are basically NFL starters now. Like, no wonder the offense wasn't as good as
1: expected. And, like, yeah, no kidding. Um Yeah, I also think this, this – line was- also
0: stunk to high hell.
1: Yeah, the line stunk. I mean, Braxton Burmeister was pretty good. I mm-hmm. think that was like I was I was worried that was going to be a, a drop off. He played well. Yep. Um, I really like their D line, and I think that I, I'm I'm hesitant to say I like their D line as much as I don't like North Carolina's O line. I really thought this was a position group that was going to take a big step up. You know, O line is probably the position. I put the most faith in to improve over experience. Mm-hmm. Like wide receivers, you get older, you don't necessarily get better at wide receiver. You A lot of times you'd rather have the young talent with speed coming in. O-line, typically, the younger O-lines struggle, no matter how talented they are. Yeah. And the older lines O-lines do better. But North Carolina still struggled. Virginia Tech was in the backfield all night. The stadium was going crazy. Um Virginia Tech really didn't look all that great. They just squeezed this out. I mean, North Carolina had multiple opportunities to come back. They just couldn't get anything going. And I really think uh, you, I think you summed it up with Virginia Tech's offense did just enough yep. because 17 points is not going to be enough against a lot of people. Yep,
0: completely agree. Um, the other game Friday night that we were both pretty invested in Michigan State. Destroy Northwestern thirty eight to twenty one on the road, and I think this just confirmed what we all expected. Like Northwestern is going to be in some serious trouble this year because they they lost so many starters, and in a year where like everybody's bringing key guys back for Northwestern, a team that doesn't really recruit at a high level to not be bringing guys back, they are going to be. It's going to be a really tough scene for them. And Michigan State ran all over them. Like Peyton Thorne, who I guess ended up beating out Anthony Russo for the starting job. He was fine, but the the, the real Factor was, was Walker. Kenneth yeah. Walker ran rampant. Wake Forest transfer 264 yards and four touchdowns, and Northwestern had no answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I actually thought Hunter Johnson played pretty well, which was yeah. surprising. Um, really, good, I guess, big apology due to the uh, Clemson transfer quarterbacks. Both played decently after I expected <laughs> horrible. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you kind of hit it on the head. Like, Michigan State... Was the better team. Yep. Northwestern lost a ton. I'm pretty high on Michigan State that coming into this year. I've been talking about that a lot. I really like Mel Tucker. I think he's a very good coach. I think they brought back pieces. Kenneth Walker was solid. I don't love Peyton Thorne. I was hoping Russo would get the start. Uh, so, Thorne did fine. He yeah, well. he did fine. He did fine. Yeah, I think Russo would get He didn't better. need to be a star. No, he didn't. But their defense was... All right, they they did have a lot of like stops in the red zone, which kind of helped them out. Like it wasn't like they played like Northwestern moved the ball on and They had four hundred total yards, and yep. that's a Northwestern offense that is not typically all that good. So, a couple question marks on the de- defense. Still, you're going to go on the road and you're going to beat Northwestern. That's a good win for Michigan State. That's a step in the right direction. Yep,
0: totally agree. Um, Saturday. Uh, what game do we have first on Saturday? Um, Penn State Wisconsin. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch any of it. Um, we both liked Penn State plus the points. Um, I kind of checked the score at halftime, so it was nothing like no no like typical like, typical Big Ten football. Shut out at, at halftime. Neither team really able to 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 break through. Um, but you watch the game, you know you know better than I do. Um,
1: yeah, I watched and, the full game. Uh, this was kind of a game I was pretty heavily invested in because I was not only on the spread, I was also on the money line. And I told a lot of people to invest in the money line. Uh, really, I mean, I, it played out similarly, similarly, sim- similarly, 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 All right, whatever on offense. Uh, <laughs> Mertz, not good. Yeah, uh, I've been beating that drum for a little while here. Maybe a little biased because, uh, you know, we got got the Conehead over in Notre Dame now. But Mertz just looked off. He hasn't played well since the Illinois game. I think people have just been giving him a pass for having all his receivers out. But they were back now, and he still looked not good. I mean, sometimes people, coaches, will get infatuated with the talent of a quarterback and not look at their overall game experience. And, ugh. Tough, tough watch for Mertz. Uh, Wisconsin's defense looked good, honestly. They, any QB besides Mertz, they probably win this game. Better execution, hmm. they win this game. They had the ball in the red zone multiple times and failed to come up with points. Uh, they looked like the better team for most of this game. They just kept making mistakes, and uh, Penn State was able to capitalize. It was really Dotson. Like Penn State's offense looked terrible for most of the time. Clifford wasn't great. But, like, Wisconsin's DBs are just not athletic enough to keep up with Dotson. And he had two massive—one wide-open touchdown, another, like, got him onto, like, the five-yard line where he was just wide open. And Clifford just hucked it down there and just sat in the air, but he was so open that it had enough time to get to him. Uh, I don't really think this changes my opinion too much on either of these teams. Uh, Yeah, I mean— that's, that's pretty much my, my takeaways from it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, Tulane against Oklahoma. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch any of this game either. Um, as the scores were kind of flashing across the screen at SHI Stadium, like, I, I I remember it being 37-14 Oklahoma. So I, I just assumed it was like a typical blowout. And then I got in my car and checked the score, and it was 40-35, to final score. Um doesn't surprise me. I think we've been on on Tulane. For I've
1: been on. I not we. I've been on Tulane. Don't 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 add yourself into the mix. You've been high on I've Tulane. I've been high on Tulane. Not, Tulane. not
0: just this year, but like for the last few years. Like Willie Fritz, good
1: coach. You're uh,
0: you're Fritzy. <laughs> you're Fritzy for Fritz. Um, I don't know. I, I I didn't watch the game, so I don't really have much much of an opinion. But if I look at the the stats, like Oklahoma's defense was. Pretty pathetic, which is surprising. Um, okay, which is surprising. And um, Spencer Rattler wasn't nearly the game-breaker that people expected because he, he, there weren't very many big plays. It didn't look like Oakland was very explosive offensively. You you know better than I do. Yeah,
1: so uh, Tulane's a really well-coached team. Uh, Michael Pratt, the quarterback, is a real solid player. Uh, he was started as a true freshman last year and kind of got them a little bit ahead of schedule. Uh Oklahoma – so it starts out 14-7 Tulane. Oklahoma jumps on them. They're up – what was it, 34-14, 37-14? 37-14. And I turned it off. We went – because 14-7, I was keeping it on my phone. Then we just had the Penn State-Wisconsin game on the TV. Um, But I was checking the score because this was a game I was interested in. Um, The defense from – Oklahoma was about what I expected like they kind of like it, it wasn't like they were like terrible on defense. It was just they were kind of like average I know people have been hyping up this Oklahoma defense like they were going to be something real special for a while. I've been trying to Touch the brakes on that for a while now. Like I just don't really see it I don't think they have the talent there. Their D line was decent. They were able to get off the quarterback a little bit I think that caused a turnover um Wide receivers were good. The one thing that worried me if I, from Oklahoma, if you're like even just like normally high on them, was their O-line struggled blocking Tulane. Tulane lost a lot of talent to the draft, the D-line, but uh, they reloaded and they were able to get pressure. And then the other thing is uh, Rattler just did not look great. Like he was good, but he was not great, and he kind of just let – when they got that lead, he he kind of just sat back there and didn't really like try to go for the throat, and that allowed Tulane to get back into this game. It ended up uh, it was 35-40, and Tulane actually got the onside recovery mm-hmm. with a minute left, and then just went three and out. So it was almost, but yeah, I I come away with from this. I'm a little bit worried about Rattler. I had heard some things. I mean, do you watch QB1 at all? Mm-hmm. So apparently there's a dick on QB1. Like, I've from, heard, heard from a lot of people that have watched it that he just, like, did not look like a leader. Uh, I've seen it on Twitter or Reddit, like, and then from friends who'd watch it. And I think that may be an issue with him because, like, the fact that they didn't put him away when they had him like that I think has something to do with the quarterback, and he just didn't play that well. He's good. Like, he's got all the talent in the world, but I worry a little bit about leadership And, like, I think they should still be fine for most of the Big 12. But I still, like, the defense is just not there if they're going to compete for a national championship.
0: Oregon 31, Fresno State 24. It's almost like Oregon is not explosive enough offensively because they don't have a big-time playmaker at quarterback. Like, Anthony Brown didn't play poorly. Did you watch this game... I did not watch the game. I got home I got home just in time to see, like... I was on Pac-12 Network, so I would have had to pull it up on my laptop. But I got home just in time to see the highlights of Anthony Brown running in the, t- the eventual game-winning touchdown. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau injured. Missed most of the game. And I think he's questionable for this week against Ohio State. Um, but, like... Oregon's got good skill position players. They get a really good running back combo in Verdell and Die. Like Anthony Brown's a dual threat. Like he can run the ball a little bit of quarterback as well. But I think in order, and I, I mean, look, it's it's a no brainer. Just like if you look plain and simple at what the best offenses do in college football, the quarterback can just you've got explosive playmakers that are open downfield, and you can move the ball in chunks downfield. You can be explosive. Oregon's not explosive offensively.
1: They're no, just not. No, Oregon is not. I didn't catch any of this game, so I don't really... Like, I saw that Thibodeau got hurt. I believe he had a forced fumble before he got hurt. And yeah, they were, strip sack. Unbelievable. Yeah, they were up early, and then once they stopped getting that pressure on the quarterback, that was when Fresno was able to come back. I wonder if Oregon was trying to keep it a little bit vanilla, but this game got way too close to, like, keep everything packed in like that. Um, Fresno's solid. I don't really know... What to make of Fresno, but yeah, I, I don't think Brown I think is they're going
0: to be a good team and they're, they're yeah. going to be an eight nine win team in the Mountain West. But
1: I, I don't I, I, don't think Brown is good enough for Oregon to be able to get it done. Like, what is Oregon's ceiling? Win the Pac 12, right? And what but, but what is but
0: a ceiling and like New Year's Six Bowl and underdogs on a New Year's Six Bowl? Like, I don't think they I think in Eugene. They think that they're a dark horse playoff contender, and they just are not. Well,
1: they yeah. I think a lot of people thought about that because their wide receivers are talented. Their O line is really good. Their D line is supposed to be one of the best in the country. Uh, Their DBs are all right. That's like a little bit of a weakness. Uh, The running back group is good, but. Their quarterback is just not there at all. He's and fine, they, but they
0: he's, he's fine. Like, that's the thing. Like I want to make sure that we make this clear because we're not shitting on Anthony Bradley. He is not a bad player. He's a fine player. He's a good game manager quarterback. He is not good enough to be the starting quarterback for a, a top-ten program. No. I mean, their offense is
1: just not good enough at yeah. all. Like They remind me of like a, they're like a little bit of better Washington.
0: I mean they I mean yeah they, like they're they very didn't similar teams team but yeah and lose to an team. but
1: I mean like it's they're they're built in a similar way where it's like relying on the defense and Oregon wants to pound it down your throat yep. but
0: I see what you're saying their
1: their quarterback play is not is not there the the defense needs Thibodeau to be dominant and if he's out like that's a big problem because he's worth Decent amount of points.
0: Yeah, um, I think three at least. Um, At least. Maryland 30, West Virginia 24. Um, I think we both were accurate in our anticipation of this game. Like, like first game of the year, Maryland is a top 15 team in the country. Um, Like, every year. And I think that's because they're not very well coached. So, like, when they have a full off-season to come in and be prepared, like, that's where they can be fine. It's the the week-to-week, like, once the book is out on you, like, how do they readjust? Like, I don't think Mike Loxley's there. Because when it comes to Game 1, it's it's a lot... There's still there's not a lot of film. It's like, who has the better players? Maryland is really talented. Like, Talia Tagovailoa is probably a top-10, top-15 quarterback. He's really good. And, in, and in, they've got... In college football. They've got... Great ins- receivers. Yeah,
1: they've got... Ins- a wealth of talent. Rakeem Jared and Dante yeah.
0: Demas are superb receivers. Teon Fleet Davis has been a really good running back there for a long time. Like, they have all types of talent and like they were the more athletic, more talented team than West Virginia. Now the funny thing is is like Maryland wins this game. They play really well. I thought I don't think West Virginia played poorly. Like I didn't adjust either of these teams. Like I thought it was pretty a, a typical game for both for both teams. I think if they played this game
1: in the middle of October, I think West Virginia wins. I think it's also if you play this game in West Virginia, it's a. I agree. It's a different story. Uh, Dagey really looked poor. Twenty four for not, forty two picks. He's but, he's but, not, he, but he, he he's not like he's not there, but he's not he's not even like Anthony Brown level.
0: Okay, I think he kind of is. Like I think if you dropped Anthony Jared Dagey on Oregon, like he's putting up similar passing numbers to Anthony Brown. Washington doesn't have a ton of skill position talent. They, this is what they were last year. They were Letty Brown and defense. Yeah, but that's what they. And I, I don't think we need to expect anything more from. I that. just
1: don't. Th- I think their quarterback play is 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 it's fair below average. Not. Yeah, I, I won't go there. I'll say average. Um, like, and their defense is good, but they. Who do they lose to uh, Georgia? One of they their lost safeties. Their best safety, yeah, yeah, to Georgia, yeah. and he like Georgia immediately said he's like one of their best players, which yeah. is just. That's a bad sign if you lose somebody to Georgia's defense and he's immediately one of their best players because that means he is one of the best players in the country. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know what else to say about this. this is this is, Maryland has a ton of talent. Maryland could be a very good team if Loxley can ever figure it out. It's so funny because like Demas, Jarrett,
0: and Tug Loa, that quarterback and two receiver combo is probably a top five. I mean, this is how they beat group. Penn State last year. Yeah. Well, they are like, like Demis and Jarrett are like so good, like, like I think the top two receivers in the Big Ten are on Ohio State, and then I think the next best, maybe outside of Jahan Dotson yeah, at Penn State, I'd give are on Maryland. To. Like, it's crazy. Maybe outside of Bill Melton too of
1: Rutgers. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with you there. I
0: mean, yeah, and Love tri- was fantastic.
1: Fogle was pretty good on yeah, Indiana. That yeah, was great. Yep. But, but t- t- and uh, his uh, what's his name on Purdue? Um, oh yeah, David Bell is yeah. also terrific.
0: There are a lot of good receivers in the Big Ten. There's not really. Yeah, there are.
1: That's a that's actually a, that's a good
0: group that we just named.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm I'm looking at the other conferences. Um, Marshall, Navy. You want
0: to talk about that game at all? No.
1: Navy's in way worse shape yeah. than I expected. All right. Um, I don't really. That know. was that was kind of a uh, that was kind of a. Neum, yeah, the program. A the program. You put faith fake. in the program, and yeah, and you I, I were, didn't even. I didn't. did have the odds on that. I was just like, "There's no way Navy should be dogs." Seven sacks and like sixteen dropbacks. Terrible.
0: Indiana plus three and a half at Maryland. Um, not only did that
1: not hit, <laughs> it got bludgeoned. Um, worst worst pick of the, day. Pick I, of I, the I day. Even worse, in my opinion, than my Navy Marshall pick because oh. this one I had numbers on. And I felt confident. I felt really good about it, too. Um, Um, Yeah, Indiana has gotten significant downgrades. Uh, Iowa has gotten slight upgrades, not that much. Why?
0: Because Michael Penix played probably the worst game of his career.
1: Yeah, so I I think I had Michael Penix. I think this is, like, Michael Penix is decent. I was talking about this before, but I overrated him because they were able to win games. He's going to throw it deep to his big receivers. And, like... Sometimes they're going to be big enough to make the plays, and sometimes they're going to run into a very good defensive backfield. Iowa has one of the best secondaries in the country. Uh, they're really well coached. You're on the road. Two pick sixes, so the game's a little bit yep. more out of hand. Two pick sixes. Then, nope, should have been, but still, even with that Indiana's just inability to move the ball, Iowa's defense was stout. And their running game, they were able to run the ball in Indiana, which, you know, you thought it was a possibility, but you were really hoping that Indiana was going to be able to stop were that. Were they,
0: though? Uh, like, I, I mean, they were. I don't think so, because Tyler Goodson had a 56-yard touchdown run, and that was like, like, he had one long run. So, like, the difference in this game were the pick-sixes. Like, you and set, like I mean obviously there's a little more to it like Iowa's the better team but Iowa should not have won this game by 28 or 20 30 whatever the hell they won won this game by. I
1: mean if you take away the 21 points it's 13 six right? I think I think that would have been a fair like, but I I don't think you could take away all three because I'd say you probably you it's one explosive play and then there's two pick right. sixes so I think, like I, it, I it's 24. still it's still probably 21 six yeah which like, I still which still I think warrants downgrades on um, Indiana's offense. I would, yes. I,
0: I I agree. I think you can downgrade Indiana's offense and, like, be a little hesitant on Pennix because I don't think he looks very healthy. Like, that might be another thing. That is another thing to like, he, He's usually like, he did not run the ball at all, and he's, like, a dual-threat guy. Like, part of what makes him so lethal is his ability to escape the pocket, like, be also a threat as a runner in addition to his big, strong arm. Like,
1: I would be careful downgrading... No, I think their defense is still fine. Their DBs are right. still pretty good... Uh, the D line, I think, could have been better, but they're also going against a good O line. Yeah. I think I, I upgraded Iowa's O line. I think they were able to protect Petrus, and they were able to. I mean, they they got they broke off one big run, but they still were able to get some success on the ground.
0: And they, you know, yeah, they ran into a little bit of a buzz on the crowd too. And Iowa's I got a really good home field advantage. I just. Downgrade Indiana. That's fine. Like I get it. Like they played very poorly. I'd be very careful because I think that the the, the easy overreaction is to jump all in on this Iowa's a top ten team bandwagon. No, Man, I didn't. I, I mean, so, I, haven't, I haven't really upgraded Iowa. So I, I haven't really upgraded. I think, Iowa are, I think that is the sentiment around college football, though. Yeah, that no, Iowa's I the next big thing. Just to well, 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 be a We'll, well, we'll get to that in,
1: in uh, El Asico. What? Why do
0: they call it that? Because they
1: both normally trash. Neither of these teams has been trash in the last yeah, five years. Yeah, but this is this rivalry has been going on forever.
0: Iowa has not been trash for a long time. That's definitely not
1: true. El Asico, they, they they Iowa's never been like they're they're consistent now. They've never been like a fringe top twenty-five. Yeah, that's team for like yeah, for a long time. How long have they been playing? Like one hundred fifty years.
0: Miami. Plus 19 uh, against Alabama on a neutral. Alabama won 44-13. Yeah. It wasn't that close. Bryce Young is legit, legit. I think he is the favorite to win the Heisman after one game, obviously. But, like, no shit. He looked great. Like, Alabama's D looked great. Like, Alabama's so good, and we shouldn't be surprised. This is why, even though we both liked Miami, we knew it was just smart because yeah, Alabama um, could be that good. Yeah,
1: Alabama's Alabama's really good. Um, that's not really a surprise. They're... Bryce Young playing that well is really impressive. I that was but also hope. not a surprise. No, it's not a surprise. But that was the hope for Alabama was that I really think the one major takeaway from this game is got to be on uh, like I thought Alabama had the horses on defense because I think their defense is much improved from last year to shut down Miami. Yeah, I think the take takeaway was the lack that Miami's defense was able to do like. You, you lost a lot on the D line, but you really needed to be able to get some sort of pressure against a relatively young Alabama offensive line. They weren't able to do that. They got run on. They got passed on. They couldn't get anything going on offense. And yeah, it was it was bad. It was a blowout.
0: Um, I don't really have much else to say about it. I'm not. I, I upgraded Alabama. I didn't yeah. really downgrade Miami that much because I, I just I think Alabama might be in a class of their own until they play a Clemson um, or Georgia-type team. like I'm just not really ready to... To, to Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm not going to downgrade Miami down that much, but this was one thing I was worried about with Miami was when they ran into a good team. It reminded me of the Clemson game last year, and that means Miami hasn't taken a step forward. Right? It's possible. Clemson I, blew them out a... last year. UNC blew them out last year. I mean, they're like, just When not... they faced good teams last year, they got blown out, and... They returned much of the same team, and we kind of thought that they're older. They should be a little better coached now. Like We thought this was a step forward. It doesn't really look like they've taken a step from last year. It looks like it's the same Miami team they tried out last year, which is good, but it's not where people have kind of thought they were going to be in the pecking order.
0: Texas beat Louisiana 38-18. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch any of this game. Didn't pay too much attention. I don't know about you. Uh, Louisiana kind of the group of five darling really good team in the Sun Belt for the last few years returned almost everybody Texas with Steve Sarkeesian in the fold um really good running back uh new quarterback in in Hudson Carr they played really well um I'm not ready to just kind of explode and be like Texas is back I feel like that's like been the thing that people do after Texas wins their first game of the year every year oh Texas is back hook them uh I'm not I'm not sold there um they're obviously really talented. They recruited a high level. Steve Sarkeesian's obviously an offensive genius, but I don't know. I don't really know what to make of it. At the end of the day, I look at it like, okay, you won by twenty at home against a group of five team. You're fucking Texas. That's what you're supposed to do.
1: Um. Yeah. I. I don't know if I'm. I'm with you there. I thought this was a very big win for Texas. I was impressed with their ability to not only win this game but to. When it going away, never really be at any threat of losing this game. Yes, Louisiana is a group of five team, and they're a Sun Belt team at that, so they're not all that great. And this line, I, I should have been on Texas. I thought about it all week. Um, but still, to win this game by 20 points is very impressive. They dominated the um, – on the ground, they dominated on third downs. Ten of fifteen on third down efficiency. Hudson Card looked all right, like he didn't wasn't a world beater, but Bri- Briani Robinson is just an absolute monster on the ground. Bijan, Bijan, whatever. Uh, he's a beast. Their O line's good. Texas is Texas has talent. They're good. I think this was an impressive performance. To like, yes, you have more talent than Louisiana, but this is a really good, well-coached, senior-laden team in Louisiana that went on the road and beat Iowa State last year. I don't think this Texas team, Texas of years past, handled this game like they handled it now. So I'm impressed. I'm not going to say Texas, top team in the Big 12, going to compete with Oklahoma, but I'm going to say I'm impressed with this one.
0: Okay. I don't disagree with that, but I just, there might be a sense. Let that be foreshadowing for a little bit later. Um, Purdue 30, Oregon State 21 uh, in the rain. Um, same old freaking Purdue. Like they've got they've got the weapons on offense. Don't know what they have on defense. Think they're on their way to being a very underwhelming team in the Big Ten. The type of team that might pull an upset over Iowa and might lose to Illinois or Northwestern, right? Like I'm just not. I think Purdue is. This is this is what this. I've, this is what to expect out of Purdue. Like they're pretty solid on offense. They've got big play weapons. They like to throw the ball downfield. Um, they're crafty on offense. They're creative. But when push comes push comes to shove, like I don't think they're a very tough football team. So
1: I caught go. absolutely nothing of this game. Okay. Uh, it's fine.
0: That was my break. I mean, I think I think I like, yeah. Oregon State. On the flip side, like I think Oregon State showed some heart. Um, I think they were outclassed. Like I think Purdue was just way more talented.
1: Um, but I saw in the uh, game thread on this, like post game, a lot of Purdue fans and Oregon State fans saying that if Oregon State started Nolan, they would have won the game. Um, I don't know. Is that like a? Do you think that's if he's starting the next game? Is that a significant upgrade no. for Oregon State's offense? No. Right? You no, like... Sam
0: Neuer was a, was a second-team All Pac-12 quarterback for Colorado. Like their offense moved the ball fine with Neuer. Um, they went to Nolan late, and when Nolan was in, Purdue was kind of in a prevent-type defense anyway. So like Nolan was able to hit. Okay, because yeah, he because I mean his
1: stats are significantly
0: better. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't read too much into it. Like I there are three was... quarterbacks at Oregon State that I think all are all equal. Okay, Tristan Gabbia. Nolan and um, Neuer are all like, they're all average quarterbacks, and I just don't think the team is. You think really, it was just a, it, was, it was more of a fine, Purdue
1: laying back and yeah, protecting the league? Yep, lead.
0: yep. Um, Texas Tech came from behind and beat the balls off of Houston, thirty-eight to twenty-one. Yeah, your the Dana G- takes G- my gonna... Dana tank has been it's been rock solid for a long time. <laughs> this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He can't coach. I mean he he he, he I mean. I don't know. Um, I'm going to be very careful before I say something that I'll regret, but I just don't think he's a very good football coach.
1: Yeah, um, I saw the first two plays and I saw Houston go up 7 0 and then get the onside kick and then go up 14 0, and yeah. I was like, oh, maybe this is the year if they pull it all together. And then I checked the score of course. later on and Stayed a course. it was a blowout. Um, yeah, I don't know. Texas Tech's defense looked improved. Yeah. Uh, that's, well, they should. They have like five or six They bring uh, the power con-
0: they bring back a bunch of guys and then they added in like five or six power conference starters yeah. that like are starting now for them. Um Shuck played well. Like he was it didn't what I thought was surprising mm-hmm. is like I thought for whatever reason they'd open things up like crazy and just let Shuck go wild. Like they just let him be like a solid quarterback, and then they, they locked in on the run game, and they ran the ball really effectively. And,
1: and, and they played defense. It's a different brand of Texas Tech football. Yep. And I also don't Something, think Houston's very good on offense. No. Something we haven't seen before, though.
0: Plus, Clinton tuned through four picks. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you throw four interceptions, it's going be really hard to win the football game, and that's what happened. Um, I mean, to, to be outscored 31 to nothing in the second half is a huge indictment on the coaching staff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Houston has a horrible head coach. Dana Holgerson is one of the worst in college football. He really is. He really is. I've been beating this drum for a long time. And I think this was a really obvious... I mean, you don't start up 21-7 at halftime and then lose 38-21 without having like some serious issues. Well, I, I hear go. Tom here, Herman's available. Dude, Houston would love to have Herman back. Could you imagine?
1: I don't know. Might end up like uh, Etzel.
0: Clemson um, lost to Georgia. <laughs> Ten to three, and what turned out to be just a horrible football game, which, in in retrospect, like maybe the under should have been like a play, and I know we don't really bet on totals much, but like, Clemson's got a great defense. I don't know. I, I expected better out of DJ Wiam Galele. Like I didn't think Georgia's defense was gonna be this good. I mean, like the difference in this game was a pick six that happened yeah. while Clemson was moving the football and it looked like they were gonna score. I don't know. I don't really know what to make of it. Yeah, I don't don't have many. I don't. I don't really have many takes on this game, other than I don't think either of these teams
1: is is like like I mean that great. Georgia's offense is missing a lot of players. I think we've talked about this. That kind of hurt. Like Clemson's defense is also really good. Um, Georgia are the Bulldogs. But Jordan Davis is an absolute dog at D-tackle. That guy was eating Clemson's offensive line apart. I had Clemson's defensive line rated as the top in the country. I have them even with Georgia now. Jordan Davis was just completely unblockable. Clemson could not run the ball. I thought their offensive line was going to improve this year. They did not improve in this game. Seven sacks allowed. Georgia was in the backfield almost every play. I don't pin this loss on Uyungle. I don't pin it on the tight ends or the wide receivers or their running backs, or their defense, I pinned this on the O-line. They could not block, and I don't care how good of a quarterback you are. If you are under pressure, and Uwe Angule is n- n- mobile, but he's not the most mobile. He's not Trevor Lawrence. Uh, if you cannot block, and you are getting hit in the backfield every play, like I don't know what you're going to do. Their defense locked up. They played really well on defense. I didn't really downgrade Clemson outside of the O-line, and I didn't really upgrade Georgia outside of the D-line. This was a game lost in the trenches, and Georgia's D-line, I mean, I, they lost some players, but Jordan Davis may be the best defensive player in the country.
0: I don't really have any anything else to say
1: about this game. It's... It's a tough loss. I think Clemson's going to be fine. I, I, don't, I agree. I, I wouldn't worry too much. they're kind of behind the eight ball They're behind the eight ball, but I don't think any team in the... I, I see one game that's somewhat scary for Clemson. At NC State? Yes. And um, almost at two touchdowns. So. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. But I, I think it, more along the lines of Clemson's goal is to win the national title. And, like, losing to Georgia, I mean... that. So here, here's destiny. The, they don't really control their own destiny anymore. Yeah. So they don't. I think they win the ACC. there. well. It depends on some other factors, right? I
1: think it would take very rare circumstances for them to not be in. What do you mean, like an o-
0: Ohio State and Oklahoma both being undefeated conference champions?
1: Yeah. And you in need Alabama, one more Georgia. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean that that's possible. I I, don't, I I I doubt Oklahoma gets through this season unscathed after that performance. I really don't think anybody out of the Pac-12 is making it out unscathed. I still think Clemson will be back in the playoffs. And really, I think this is a tough loss, but you just went against the best D-line you're going to play all year. And your offensive line, we're betting on experience, not talent. And they have talent, but not like... you saying look they got dudes here you're saying this, they were alright last year they were, they were bad last year we think they're going to get better you just faced a fantastic D-line you're going against a great D-line in practice every day you hope as the season goes on they're going to get some more cohesion and when they go back into the playoffs they're going to be able to put up some more of a fight and really I don't think there's any playoff team they can face that will have a better o- or D-line than Georgia
0: LSU Lost to UCLA, thirty-eight to twenty-seven. Um, uh, good, good job, fight yeah. win. Yeah, give, give you credit. Um, it was a good play. Uh, I was not buying the hype on UCLA, and now I've completely switched course because I think this UCLA team is legit, legit. Um, I'm almost like regretting not placing a future on them to win the Pac-12 because I think they might be the best team in the Pac-12. Um,
1: yeah, I think the Pac-12 South is better than the Pac-12 North, which was not really like talked about a lot because of Washington and Oregon getting all the hype. I the Packers <coughs> south I think is very deep and good. Um UCLA's well, good. Well, well, okay. But you you watched this game?
0: Did you not watch? watch I watched this game? I watched most of the game. Okay.
1: Um what's your take? Charbonnet, the O-line, they ran it down. LSU's throat. They were the more physical team than LSU. They tackled better than LSU. Honestly, LSU looked like a poorly coached team, which is something I've been kind of saying for a little bit, is that Ed Orgeron is the next Gus zone I think he may be gone by the end of the season if this uh, turns out the way it's looking. I really – I'm not high on LSU. I think we talked about they had all the talent in the world, all the potential in the world. But, man, they don't look good, and I don't think they're well coached. And, like, they've got – I just don't – I don't – I don't see them with the schedule they have. I don't see them turning it around. I think they're gonna win games, but eight and four seems a lot more likely than pulling off a ten and two now.
0: I don't disagree. Um, I- I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna just say like LSU's. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can't you can't get off your LSU yet. No,
0: I mean I I just think that's really premature to just make that call that the uh, things are all all of a sudden turning to turning for the worst for LSU. Like I mean they went five and five last year. Yeah, but they were young and like it was. They lost really a lot, difficult. but they went five and five with
1: a lot of talent.
0: No, they lost a ton and they were playing an SEC only schedule and. I think there was, like, a little bit of a benefit of the doubt there. I'm not ready to just kind of jump ship and say things are going to go off the rails this year. And I don't think 8-4 and four is necessarily off the rails. Um, I think UCLA is good, and I think it was a tough game on the road in a really tough environment. And UCLA is good. So I'm not going to just assume that LSU's all of a sudden a bad team. I'm really not going to go there.
1: I mean, I'm not going there. It's a tough environment, but it's not like it was fifty-fifty. LSU fans, there, they're gonna have much tougher environments in the SEC. I'm just looking at their schedule, and you can this, look at their schedule. It's, I think it's, it's brutal.
0: It, it might be, but I think I think saying like things are turning for the worst is a little, a little premature.
1: We'll it's see. game one. I, I we'll it might have, no, it might turn I, out. I I, I, you, I mean, you can think it's premature. I really do not. i okay. I'm sad. I think this is. Five and five last. This is an year? overreaction. No, this is no, this, this is, is sa- this is sounding the alarm. Okay, this is an overreaction. No, it's not.
0: All right, that's fine.
1: It's one game. It's
0: one and game. they went five and five last year, and now okay, you keep going back to that. But they had they had such a new. I, I we we can argue about this all day, so it's just not worth it. Nevada won outright as a dog at Cal. Did you end up having any action on this? No, me neither. Um, you catch it? Yeah, I watched some of the game. It was just then I went to bed because it was too boring. Um, Cal stinks on offense, and, like, Nevada's got some pretty good players. Like, they're going to be a factor in the Mountain West, and this is pretty much... Honestly, the way this game played out was as expected. Cal... Cal's just not explosive on offense, and they're not... Cal's not a team I think you want to bet as a favorite. But you don't want to bet against them as a dog. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't... I don't... I, there's nothing inspiring there. Uh, BYU, um... Beat Arizona 24-16. They had a couple big injuries early, um, including their, their top receiver. Yeah, Gunnar Romney. Uh, and he's not going to play this week. Um, I believe everybody else is back. I think a lot of others are back. I think most of the others are back. Um, I don't really have much to say about this game. Like I, My take is BYU played pretty well. Um, Arizona, I think, was better than I expected. Like They just... Might have been the, the factor of the new coach. Like I think they were outclassed, but they showed fight and hustle, and I think that might have been the new coach kind the, of infusion. This was the
1: thing I think we talked about when we did the Pac twelve preview. We were a little bit worried about was that Arizona kind of gave up towards the end of the year because they knew someone was gone and someone's a pretty terrible coach. Yeah. Um, but they didn't like have a they didn't they, it wasn't like they were devoid of talent. They just like were terrible, and it, it seems like at least Fish is able to get them playing hard again.
0: Um, At least right now.
1: Yeah, and I I mean, BYU lost a lot last year. Like, it's not like they're coming into this game with... They lost
0: a lot, but they're also an established program. And they did return a a good amount, too. Like, they lost, like, obviously they lost Zach Wilson. Like, they lost, like, I don't know, some key guys on on defense. But I, I still like their roster. And I think we both kind of do, and we're we will get to that. We'll get to their game against Utah a little later. Yeah, on. I mean I, it's
1: it's your for Sataki. I think we both think is a pretty good coach. Yeah. Like it's not like you lost a lot as a your two coach, and the your guy before left it the cupboard dry. He he right. brought in his guys. Right. Right. So right. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's like a total re, rebuild, yeah. but it's also just not on the level of how good they were last year.
0: Um. Notre Dame needs overtime to beat Florida State, uh, 41-38. They led 38-21. Florida State kind of got themselves back into the game. But I I never really felt like – I don't know. I never felt like Notre Dame was convincingly the better team or that Florida State was, like, really punching above their weight. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously you watch this game with an intent eye. (laughs) Um. and quickly
1: yeah I'll, I'll make it quick I I was impressed with Jack Cohn I think I was Jack, Jack Cohn had a really good game I was uh, too. agreed I liked Tommy Reese's play calling a lot the O-line struggled a bit more than I expected Like I expect them to struggle to start the season they've got all the talent in the world so you're hopeful they'll figure it out down the stretch you know start to Get some more snaps together, but you lose four out of five guys on the line. They're gonna struggle, but they really couldn't run the ball. It was you had it was just trying to get Kyron in screens and in space, and same with Tyree to be able to run it. It was very difficult for them to just push forward for a yard or two. Clemson or Florida State's D line impressed me a little bit. Um, I was really not impressed by Marcus Freeman's defense. I think that was like a lot of Notre Dame guys have been. Oh, Marcus Freeman, like, coach and waiting. Like, it's all the same people that are kind of anti-Kelly, and they've been anti-Kelly forever, and they see Freeman recruiting at a high level, but he hasn't coached a game. And you watch this game, and like there's, you could tell he's still young and not experienced because when Notre Dame went up 38-20 and this game was about over, right? You're up 18 heading into the 4th. Notre Dame switches to a 3 4 defense, and Florida State just ran the ball right down the field, scored a touchdown, and Notre Dame went back to the 3 4, and they scored again, and they scored again. It was just, it was terrible to watch. Like, they did not switch back to the 4 3 until overtime, and that was when they forced the 3 and out. It was bad. There's also the factor that I think a lot of Notre Dame games are going to be close this year because at least until the O-line is able to get it going because this is a game last year when you get the ball back when you're up 18 or even up just uh, up 11 or 10, yeah. You just hand the ball off and the O-line dominates and you run the clock out. The inability to run the ball right now is going to be a big problem though they running out the clock in some of these games. And really, Brian Kelly needs to tell Marcus Freeman, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you cannot have a 3 4 When they're just running down your throat. I get his defense is going to be high risk, high reward. But you cannot go to that when all Florida State can do it. Jordan Travis could not throw the ball. Three picks. I mean, two amazing plays by Kyle Hamilton. But actually all three. The third one he batted. Um, I don't know. This was disappointing for the defense. I think it's fixable. The O-line is all right. I'm glad they got away with the win because when... They were marching down the field with Mackenzie Milton. I thought it was over.
0: Hmm. Okay. I never felt like Notre Dame was going to lose that game. I felt like they were going to win and not cover the entire game. Even when they were up 17, I was like, they ain't covering this shit. Um, and then even when I went in overtime, I felt like they were going to win. Uh, I don't know. Talent wins out. Florida State looked looked solid to me. It like Florida was, State has some talent. Cor, I like Corbin. Were, looked like they were playing with a purpose. And yeah, and they had the stadium was
1: packed. Uh, some questionable calls that uh, that running into the uh, take off call. the Notre Dame glasses. You think that was you think that was clean? You thought that was only five yards? You know what play I'm talking about? I do know exactly. what you're And talking that about. that that takes away all the momentum with the first down there. He screamed into him. You gonna defend it? No, I'm not gonna defend it because I agree with you, but like. I don't know. You just want like a four-minute rant about Notre Dame. It's
0: like I agree. Like Notre Dame. Notre Dame.
1: I like Brian Kelly had an excellent comment post-game. That's the the team did not execute. The defense did not execute. Um, the O-line I didn't expect them to execute, but they didn't execute to the best of their ability. Quickly. Uh, so I agree. I Notre
0: Dame. Notre Dame's good. Notre Dame's is good. They're going to be good. It was a, honestly, it's a good win for Notre Dame. To come away to come away with that with to a come win, away with the win a with win. how they played it's really
1: good it's good but disappointing
0: that's fine I understand. I was disappointed with Rocky's win too it's all there's always stuff to be disappointed with I was okay what all right let's let's let's, let's move <laughs> it on Ole Miss kicked the shit out of Louisville
1: yeah uh, Louisville's missing their wide receivers was the turned out to be a lot more of an issue than I was expecting yep. uh, and their O line could not block which was News because I did not realize Ole Miss's defense was gonna step up by that much this year. If their defense is legit, Ole Miss is a team to watch. It it doesn't have to be legit; it has to be decent because last year was terrible. The if their defense is passable, Ole Miss is a very scary team in the SEC. Um, I agree.
0: Matt Corral's great. Lane Kiffin is even though he wasn't on the sideline, like his offense is awesome. He's a brilliant offensive mind. They are super talented. And I am not high on Louisville because I don't think they have a lot of talent. Like, I just don't think they're... They lost a lot of key pieces. Like, they they are I don't... They've never really been that good on defense under Scott Satterfield. Like... Yeah, I mean... The whole reason I loved them last year was Malik Cunningham's really talented. They've got great running back, two great receivers. Now, all these skill guys are gone, and it's kind of like, uh-oh. The cupboard's kind of bare. And... That was obvious against Ole Miss. Um, any other takeaways from this week, Carl?
1: Um I think we should cover the rest of the games when we're talking about games this week, right? I yeah, I, I
0: assume so. I mean, I've got nothing else to add. Yeah.
1: Some some upsets. Washington, Montana. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, All right. Um, I think that's it.
0: Colin, you had a pretty good week especially on the money line 4 and 2 with your money line sprinkles. Um, so you're 9 and 8 overall, 5 and 6 against this bread 4 and 2 on the money line and positive in the green .3 units on the season. Uh, and I am 8 and 10 overall minus 1.35. Not a great week for me ATS, uh, but I did profit a little bit with some money line sprinkles. Um and yeah, we're doing money line sprinkles at half a unit, half a unit on the money line sprinkles. Yes, thank you for clarifying. Consensus plays though five and three overall three and two against the spread two and one on the money line just letting you know we may not be idiots but when we're aligned we're not you know we may be idiots I should say but when we're aligned <laughs> we may not be we idiots. may not be <laughs> uh, we may not be idiots when we're aligned I should say okay um week two let's get into it uh, first game on our week two slate um. Do you have anything on the Friday night games? I want to just run that by you before we get to Illinois, Virginia. Um, uh, Who's Friday night? Friday night is Kansas, Coastal, and UTEP, Boise. No? I'm
1: th- I know you are thinking, I, about, be- you're thinking about... about betting Coastal, aren't no. you? No. Kansas, really? I mean, it was what was it, 38-23 last year? Uh-huh. Kansas At has Kansas? the better coach. Does no, Kansas no, no.
0: have the better coach? Than last year. Oh, oh yes, yes. That is true. I don't, I don't
1: know. It easy. seems like a, it seems like a lot. Spreads twenty seven. Yeah, it, that seems it seems very big. Like Kansas sucks, but I don't know, man.
0: I I, I don't want anything to do with it. I think Coastal could come out and destroy him. Like this is not an easy game for Kansas. Kansas. Let's just remember. <laughs> I mean, it's Kansas, not an easy
1: game,
0: but yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Obviously, it's not an easy game. There's four touchdown dogs on the road. <laughs> yeah. Like I just don't. I, I think there's a reason the spread's twenty seven, and I don't want anything to do with it. Um. Virginia minus 10 at home against Illinois. Uh, Illinois is one of the teams that I think we can kind of... Decent feel on. Yeah, we have a pretty good sample size on them. They, they beat Nebraska. Um, they lost at home against UTSA, but UTSA is a pretty good conference UTSA's USA good. team. UTSA is good. Not, like, they were a live dog this week. The spread was only 4.5 in favor of Illinois. Like it, It's not a surprise. Um, Brandon Peters will be a game-time decision. Arthur Sikowski is going to start anyway. Illinois struggled to run the ball against UTSA, which I think is a red flag, um, because as talented as Sikowski can be, you don't want him trying to win you games through the air. um, but having said that, like, there's a part of me that feels like 10 might be too much on the road at UVA, and I don't really think we know anything about UVA. They won, you know, week one in a blowout over a, a bottom-tier team, like, yeah, what I mean, can you make
1: from that? They beat William Mary 43-0. Yeah. That tells you absolutely nothing about UVA, um, but I do think I have a decent read on UVA's team. I like Armstrong. I think he's a solid quarterback. I don't think he's anything special. I think he's solid. I think he can get the job done for you. Um, I like their O line. I like their DBs. I think their D lines solid. Like I think there's this is just this is this is a, a Bronco Mendenhall UVA football team. They're gonna play good defense. Their offense is gonna pound the rock. They're just solid all around. And really, I think they're just like a better version. Of UV, of Illinois, I have this spread at thirteen, so I'm going to take UVA here. Really?
0: All right. Um, Are we going to fight? No, I I think my number is is dangerously close. To, I think my number is actually like six six or seven. Um, I can get you minus ten, I believe. Let me check for on that for you. Yeah, my number six. Where is ten at? Because I need to bet this if this is going to move. I think it's a ten pretty much across the board. Kyle. Okay. Uh, let me let me confirm for you. Yeah, it's a ten across the board. DraftKings, FanDuel, okay. PointsBet. It's a ten across the board in Jersey. Um, I kind of lean Illinois, and I think that might end up being a play for
1: me. Yeah, I thought you were going I thought we were gonna fight here.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't placed it. Um, I don't think I will. Like, I do have a slight number edge Illinois, but I really don't know what Virginia is. Um, and I, I think that's a like I don't know there's a lot of tape out on Illinois now and I think if Virginia like like I could see Virginia winning this game 31 to 7 because Illinois just doesn't it's it's a big ask of Illinois to go play another big game for the third week in a row and I just don't know if they're they're ready for it. Um, yeah. I also haven't been impressed enough with Virginia's defense for excuse me, with Illinois' defense, to trust that they're going to stop Virginia from scoring 30 points. And I'm not confident enough that Illinois is going to go score 20. You know? So I just – I like Illinois. It's a lean, but it's not a
1: play. Yeah, I I just think this is a bottom-tier of the bottom tier Big Ten team on the road against the middle-of-the-pack ACC team. Right. And, look, I think Illinois is going to improve. I think they've got a lot of returning guys, but I just think UVA is – UVA is solid. Like, I don't, I, I don't think Illinois – can hang with UVA, and maybe I'll get proven wrong. Like, they do have a lot of returning guys. I think Brett Bealem is a pretty good coach. I just think what – I like what Bronco Mendenhall has been doing at UVA. I think last year was kind of a gap year, and this is kind of – they're building back to, like, that uh, really good year they ha- had under uh, Bryce Perkins.
0: Ohio State minus 14.5 against Oregon at the horseshoe. Yeah. Um... The look ahead line to this game a few weeks ago was like 10. Yeah. I wish I had bet Ohio State then, obviously. Um, I caught a 13 and a half earlier this week. 14 and a half I'm a little less enthused in in getting and going after. Um, but I just don't think Oregon has the horses staying with Ohio State. And after watching Oregon's offense not struggle, but just like look not explosive against Fresno, like Ohio State at home in front of their home crowd. For the long, for, like for the first time in a long time, like C.J. Stroud got his kind of sea legs under him after struggling against Minnesota for a, for a fir, for the first half, then exploding in the second half. I just think Ohio State's going to come out guns a blazing and, and and roll them. Um, not a play for me at 14 and a half, but I I, I feel pretty confident that Ohio State's going to win this game by three or three or more touchdowns.
1: You're not gonna play it, even if you feel confident with three touchdowns. Bet the thirteen and a half. I don't know. Are you on Ohio State? I'm not. I'm not.
0: No. So, I
1: I I can't. Like, I want to see what's up with Thibodeau. Uh, Fourteen and a half is kind of a stretch. Like, you you are getting the three touchdowns. I feel like Oregon's gonna try to slow this game down. Um, I think Thibodeau playing and being like fully healthy are two very different things, and he's got to be fully healthy to. For Oregon to have any chance at this I wouldn't put it past Oregon playing vanilla in their first game to try and like hide some stuff for Ohio State but like what Oregon would be able to exploit in this matchup is really Thibodeau eating on the D line and if they were able to throw the ball, but as we know Oregon can't throw the ball and that's where Ohio State's the weakest. I don't like their secondary. I think teams can move it on their secondary. And yeah, Minnesota was able to run the ball on Ohio State. Like I don't like Oregon's been able to run the ball on them. Yeah, too. yeah, but like I I don't like I don't like Oregon's running game as much as I like Minnesota's. I think Minnesota's O line was really good. And yeah, they may be able to run the ball here. But they're not gonna be able to stretch to the ball. Like Tanner Morgan is a good QB that you have to respect at least. I don't really know how much Ohio State has to respect Brown, and I just like Ohio State's wide receivers. Plus the home field advantage are not gonna be able to like they're not gonna get covered. And the only way I see them I slowing down is if Thibodeau's in the backfield every play.
0: Right, I agree. Um, I agree with all that. I just I like Ohio State. I don't. I don't like the fourteen and a half. Um, if you go to the thirteen and a half, that's just obvious. It's obviously a better number. Right? Cause I just don't see it being a lot of field goals. I see like touch. I see the touchdowns being a factor. I'm like, I could see that. Being what's, a,
1: the, uh, what's the what's the over under? Uh, Sixty four. Lean under. Meh. Right, because I mean. No, I don't. That I don't, that'd be the I'm only way. There. It's. I would think about it is because if I don't think like Ohio State's. Defense isn't good, but I struggle to see how Oregon's gonna score a lot. And the only way they're gonna keep this remotely close is playing ball control. So I think they'll try and bleed the clock. I, and their defense is all right. Like this is gonna be the best defense Ohio State is probably gonna face all year until the playoffs. I
0: don't agree. With, I don't really agree with that either. But Penn State, good defense. Rutgers, you're gonna you can laugh, but. Indiana, I, I mean, there are some pretty good defenses in the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I just I'm think Oregon so, has
1: more talent than any of those defenses. I mean,
0: Oregon just gave up twenty four points at home to Fresno State, so I'm not, I'm not really. Twenty four points is not a lot. They gave up over four hundred total yards to Fresno State. I'm not ready to just anoint right, right, Oregon as right, having right. this not, good defense. Saying, I think they have a good defense. All right. Pit minus three at Tennessee. Um, I don't have a play here. Can't really bring myself to. I mean, I have a slight number
1: edge on pit, but I can't, I can't. Is it
0: still? Is it still three? Yeah. I mean, let me check.
1: Cause I bet three earlier this week, and I didn't know if it was.
0: I think it got all the way up to three and a half, and has come back. Since come back to three. Yeah, it's a three. Um, I just <laughs> man, like I can't bring myself to bet on Narduzzi's crew as a road favorite. I just can't, especially on the road of the SEC team, and what's going to be a pretty good environment, pretty good atmosphere for a college football game. I don't like Tennessee. I don't think they're very good, but like. I was hoping Pitt would be a dog in this game, like all all season long. Like I was like, ah, Pitt's gonna be a dog at Tennessee. Like it's gonna be a live dog. I like it. Now, now needing Pitt to lay a field goal on the road, like that's that's a big ask for Pitt. And I know, I know, like I know what you're gonna say, and I know you probably have an argument in favor of Pitt, but like, narratively speaking, like that's a big ask for Narduzzi's Pitt team to go on the road to an SEC environment and cover a field goal spread. It's a big ask.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Tennessee lost a ton into the transfer portal last year. Really, this is a I, – I like Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett's a solid quarterback. I think they got – O-line should be a little bit better than last year. Like, it was pretty bad last year. Jordan Addison is a solid wide receiver. Um, they lost a lot on the defensive front, but Pitt more reloads at D, D-line than they rebuild. So I'm not too worried about that. This is more a bet on – you are on pit. Yes, okay. this is more a bet. Right, you just not on pit earlier this week. Yes, this is a bet against Joe Milton. I think Joe Milton looked absolutely terrible against um, who do they even play? Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. They put up 38 points, and it was like 23 six at halftime. Uh, Joe Milton is really bad. I don't know why he got the no. start job. I actually heard that Head Hooker was injured for a significant portion of camp. So if Head and Hooker comes out in this game. I think my pit bet is fucked, uh, because I really don't have much of a number's edge. I just downgraded them because Milton's quarterback. Um, Mil- Milton doesn't move. Milton stands still in the pocket. I know. And Tennessee's O-line... Dude, Rutgers beating Michigan
0: 17-0 before Cade McNamara and yeah, yeah. Joe Milton. T-
1: Tennessee's O-line is like good, but it's not going to keep an empty pocket like they did against Bowling Green. He was, he was bad in that game, but if he's going to start this game... Like, Pitt's going to win, and having three is great because you get the push insurance, like, cause really... Like, it would not surprise me if Pitt won this game only by three. I feel pretty confident in winning, as long as Joe Milton is a starter, so it's a play for me.
0: All right. Um, next game, East Carolina, two-point home dogs against South Carolina. Um, this line stinks to shit. Like... On the surface, South Carolina SEC team on the road against ECU, which has been a bottom feeder in the American for a long time. Um, Laying that small number, like, that's just the stinky line. I'm not overreacting to ECU, not covering against App State on a neutral because I didn't watch the game. Um, I still believe that ECU is on their way to having a pretty good bounce-back season. I think it's their time. Like, they've returned enough, and home field, like gonna be a really good atmosphere. Like when does ECU get a chance to host like a name brand SEC team? Like it should be a great atmosphere. So I I think if there was ever a chance or a state in the game, it's this one for ECU at home against South Carolina who's an SEC team that I am just so not high on. So even though I think South Carolina obviously is a talented, like obviously really good D line, good running game, I'm just not 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 there with them and I think it's a great opportunity for ECU as a, as a dog. I mean, South, money line sprinkle as well.
1: South Carolina starting a grad transfer at quarterback. Like, that, that, I think that's a, like, a big factor into this line. Is, but he looked decent. I mean, they've won 46 0. It's Eastern Illinois, but still. Um, yeah, I will not be betting this game. I will be rooting for you because fuck the SEC. Uh, I worry that South Carolina. It doesn't matter who they put at quarterback; they're just going to be able to run the ball on ECU's D line. Their front seven is just not strong. So, I mean, the atmosphere should be insane if they if they're able to keep this close for a little while. I think they can break down the stretch, especially with the grad transfer. Like you got to rattle them, you got to rattle them. Uh, we'll we'll see. I'm rooting for you. Appreciate it. Uh,
0: next game up. Do you have anything on Tulsa, Oklahoma State, or no? Because I don't have anything on this game, and I don't really need to break it down. No. We've got a lot of games to get to, and, like, if you have nothing on this game...
1: No, I'm not going to bet it. I was... I've been...
0: <sighs> do you have any, like, thoughts on it at all? Like, I have no... Like, it's a game I look at... I looked at that line. I was like, my line is exactly the same. I have no thoughts.
1: I've got, like... I
0: feel like it's... I might have, like, a point for Oklahoma State.
1: It's interesting because, like... I don't think Oklahoma State looked great last week, but they also were out without Spencer uh, Sanders, right? It's horrible last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: He was out last week. It looked horrible without Spencer Sanders every time they lined it up with Spencer Yeah. Um, yeah, my line is 13 and a half, and it's 12, and the spread's 12.
1: Tulsa was missing, like, nine players due to the suspension at, with the Mississippi State brawl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. The line, is, the line seems pretty sharp. If it... Gets both teams had underwhelming Week One performances with
0: factors why they were underwhelming. Yeah, um,
1: line like I agree. Tulsa's was way worse because they actually lost. Um, the line start. If it were to get above fourteen, I may play Tulsa here. I just think this game is going to be a dog fight, and I just don't trust Oklahoma State's offense. But really, am I going to lay points with? Am I gonna? Am I gonna? ask Tulsa to cover against a power five team with just like how terrible their offense is. I don't like their head coach like Spencer the defense. Sanders, is
0: solid. Spencer Sanders is back. Yeah. Does I, that matter I you?
1: it yeah. does. It does. It's an improvement, but it's I still like don't love OK State here. Yeah,
0: there's no reason to bet it. I just I just don't have a feeling on it. Um, either way. Uh Rutgers minus two at Syracuse. Um it's a really interesting game. Really good measuring stick for both teams. Um, both teams had pretty both teams covered their spreads by a significant amount in week one. Uh, I don't think you really know what either team is, so that's why I think it's a really good barometer for both teams. Like one team is towards the bottom of the Big Ten, one team versus the bottom of the ACC. Um, so I, I just – I don't think I, – I really have no idea what to make of the game. I don't think the bookmakers have any idea what to make of the game. I don't really know what – the public has any idea what to make of the game. Like I just don't think – like I think it's a really – like I said, I'm not saying it for the third time, it's a great measuring stick for both teams in my opinion.
1: Um. Yeah, this is a game I'm definitely going to take a lot of heat on if I'm wrong here because I'm all over Syracuse in this game. I've already placed my bet. Um, I love Syracuse in this spot. I think Rutgers has steam from last year's performance. They played really well last year. They overperformed last year, and Syracuse was absolutely terrible. In every pick I've seen, I've seen almost everybody on Rutgers here. They're going on the road. I think Syracuse had a very impressive performance against an Ohio team, which I think is significantly better than the Temple team that Rutgers laid the wood on. Um, I like Syracuse defense a lot. I don't like their offense. I think they're able to run the ball a little bit. This is going to be a low-scoring game, but it's at home. They're I not going
0: to They're not going to be able to run the ball. No, I players.
1: don't. I don't. I mean, they they're not, ran they're the ball. To, they ran the ball in Ohio. They're not okay. going to be able to run the ball. I mean, it's it's a totally different Devito experience. looked all right, better than he has looked. And I, I like the Syracuse defense, getting points at home, give me the home dogs. Okay.
0: Do you want the money line too, or no? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that, that may be my favorite play of the week. Okay. Um. Now, dispute it. I don't.
0: I don't. I can't really dispute it because I just told you. Like I have no idea what to make of either side. Um, I am, as a Rutgers fan, concerned because I do hear the noise. Everybody and their fucking mothers on Rutgers, which always makes me a little crazy. Yeah. But like, Rutgers has has a has more talent than Syracuse does. They do. If you look no, at both, if you look at both rosters, like Rutgers is more talented. Um, I think it's a really tough ask for Rutgers to go on the road and covers a road favorite. They've only they this is the first time they've been a road favorite against a Power Five team since two thousand nine. Like, I thought they were weren't they a road favorite last year and they lost to like Illinois or something. No, They were home against Illinois. This is the, the that was the first time they were favorites though in a Big Ten game. Okay, it's cool. just it's a it's a huge. I agree, Colton. Like it's a huge ask. Um, and I honestly, if I had no allegiance in this game, like I'd probably be taking a hard look at Syracuse also. So that's why I'm not really disputing it much. Obviously, I want you to be yeah dead yeah, wrong. wrong. But,
1: like, there are a lot of indicators
0: as to why this is probably a pretty good line. For Vedril,
1: Vedril's got a gotta sack up here. I mean, do you have anybody behind him that could take no. over mid-game? No. No?
0: Well, I don't know if you heard about Gavin Wimsett coming in. Um, no. So, our highly touted top 100 quarterback recruit enrolled, like, this uh, week. Like, he enrolled this week. Um, he's not going to play, yeah, obviously. Yeah, he doesn't know the offense. No, he doesn't. But he, he's traveling with the team, and, like, you just know that if Vedril has a couple bad weeks that... The win set calls are already going to start coming, but like, who knows what the hell's going to happen? Um, Rutgers have to run the ball better, and they're just going to have to play solid defense. Do I? And I think Rutgers is a better football team than Syracuse. Like, I really, I do. I think Rutgers is a better team. I think, I, I think they have a better team. It's that simple. However, it's a really big ask for Rutgers to go on the road and be a favorite and win
1: outright and covers a favorite. That's Especially, a ask. this this will probably be the most packed you're going to see a Syracuse game for the entire year.
0: I mean, unless they win.
1: Yeah, but like, but like an old rivalry. Yeah, like Rutgers yeah, Syracuse. I think, I think they're one, a, and dude, a, a, one and Both teams are one and It's
0: a big game. I understand. I totally understand why you like Syracuse. I totally get it. I hope you are wrong, and I hope you lose a lot of money on it. But I, I do I, have a decent I, amount on this. I completely. I, I I hope you're wrong, but I I get it. Like as a, from a gambling perspective, like it makes sense. Um, but I don't think we know what either team is, and I think it's a huge measuring stick game for both sides. Um, and I'm nervous as shit, as I am always. Um, like to to the point of I almost I I I, I I'm like nauseous thinking about the game already. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Where where are we? After <laughs> uh, Rucker Syracuse. Toledo Notre Dame. I got nothing on this game. I know you want you probably want to talk about it a little bit. Um, I think it's telling the line has moved a little bit in favor of Toledo. They've returned a lot of talent from last year's team. Um, but I haven't really followed the MAC too much. I just know that Toledo is. Um, well coached, year, oh, good team, um, yeah, pretty good. And I know they return a lot of
1: talent this year. And Notre Dame
0: had some red flags in, yeah. in their opener, so um, I think that, that there's 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 reason why there's some steam behind the Rockets.
1: Yeah, Toledo. From what I've read up on going into this game, they return almost everybody from a team that was four and two and about t- twelve points away from being undefeated last year. Um, they're the most talented team in the MAC based on the 24-7 sports composite. They recruit at a high level. They have a good coach. Um, they're not just going to roll over. I envision this game will be close at halftime and Notre Dame will pull away in the second half. Um, I don't know. It's it's a game that I think like, Notre Dame won't lose, but, I mean, hopefully won't lose. Uh, they uh What's <laughs> so funny? Yeah. <laughs> they uh
0: Alright, go ahead, yes. Hopefully they, they won't lose. Yeah, they,
1: they gotta uh, they gotta figure out the own line here. I think this is a good time to do it. Like this is a game where they're gonna need to establish the run because they're gonna be up, they should be up in this game, and when you're up you're going to have to run to put a team away. So uh, I think pretty much this line is going to come down to if Notre Dame's offensive line is able to run the clock out late in the game or if they're going to have to keep giving it back to Toledo, and that's what the spread is going to be decided on.
0: Um, I agree. Uh, I do not have a play, and I don't really want to go anywhere near the game. Um, Cal plus 11.5 at TCU. Do you have any thoughts on this game? Because um, look- we talked earlier, like kind of like is a dog – but we've been super high on TCU for most of the off season. Like this is, I mean, I think the line is.
1: I think the Nevada loss really screwed me here. Um, it's really tough to like. I,
0: I agree. Like I want to be on TCU, but it's really tough to. It's be,
1: too. The line's too big. I the agree. line is too big. Um, my numbers. Yeah, what is your number? So, it's home for TCU, right? Yep. Yeah. So my number is twelve.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm thirteen.
1: So, like, right on the number. Yep. Like, I don't have an edge either and way. And Justin
0: Wilcox is great as a dog, so they yeah. even, like, kind
1: of... And, I mean, like, Cal's defense is really good. Like, I like TCU a lot. It, the loss to Nevada is just, like, makes... Like, I didn't even adjust Cal at all after that loss. That's, like, pretty much exactly uh, where I saw them. I knocked him down a peg. Um. I knocked and him down a peg. this is, like... It's just tough because I think this is a bad spot because TCU just blew out a terrible Duquesne team and Cal lost to a Group of Five team and yeah we know Nevada's really good not a lot of people do that's gonna knock them down a peg and this number has gotten too big it's got to be under it's got to be under ten for me to bet this
0: yeah uh, I agree and it, it opened nine and a half but missed the boat um, I I'm totally with you eleven and a half I kind of like even though my yeah, I got nothing. I'm not even going I, to Yeah, I, I know what you like, mean. I it want to kind of be on Cal, but, like, like, I mean, TCU's just better. TCU's, like, TCU's a that better much team. Better. Like,
1: I, I, like if the, I, I wouldn't would be earn. surprised if this game comes down to a last-second field goal, but I also would not be, like, blown away if TCU just blew them out.
0: Yeah, I could totally—I couldn't have said it any better. Um,
1: if Cal blows out TCU, I'm, I'm going to have surprised. to re—, re that, that, would,
0: that would surprise me. Yeah. Uh, Texas A&M minus 17 against Colorado. Game is in Colorado, but not at Colorado. Um, I'm not high on Jimbo Fisher as like a multiple possession road favorite. I also don't think Colorado's very good. Um, I think it's a big ask for Texas A&M to go into Denver mile high and win the football game. My number is like grossly accurate. Like I think my number is 17 on the nose. Maybe it's 16, something like that. I have no interest in betting this football game. Like, none. I don't see any value. Mine. <laughs> what is your number? This is going to be disgusting, man. You like Colorado? Yes. Yeah, hold your
1: nose, bro. Ugh. My number is like nine, so I have nine. to bet. Yes. Holy shit. Um, I look, didn't
0: adjust either team after week one. No, I
1: didn't either. Um, I didn't. Who's a uh, and quarterback? Haynes King. King. Who played well? He had, didn't he have three picks though? Did he? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He
0: yeah. did. He uh, threw a ball downfield. Yeah,
1: away. so uh Jimbo's trying to pick Just, up Jimbo's trying to change the pace of the team. Okay. They're trying to go fast now. Um which is the exact opposite of what they've been doing. So that's kind of interesting. Okay. Um Colorado like, I think winning 35-7, it didn't make me adjust the line, but it also made me feel, because I feel like my Colorado number is kind of high, mm-hmm. but it made me feel a little bit more confident in the fact that, like, Northern Colorado's not good, but it's an in-state team, and you see, like, Utah stuff struggling with Weber State. Like, they didn't struggle with Northern Colorado. They're no good, but it still, like, makes me feel a little bit better. They returned a lot from a decent team. Okay, Carl Durrell, like... Decent head coach. They got blown out by Texas last year. I don't know. At home, 17 for an A&M team, which has a quarterback that looked all right and is trying to change schemes. Like, this just seems like a 10-point win rather than a 17-point win. And this is the game I think I have the most potential to be dead wrong on. I think if Texas A&M comes out and they're... Like, you're, you're changing up the scheme, so it's it's hard to read. But if they come out and are playing well, they could blow the doors off of Colorado. So you have a
0: bet on Colorado plus 17. Do you want the money line as well? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Um, next game. Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, Cyclones currently four and a half point favorites. Um, did a lot of research on in, into this. What... What is the history when ranked teams go up against ranked teams? Well, I'm glad you asked. Glad I asked myself. Um, home favorites are 38-18 and 18 against the spread since 2018 in ranked-on-ranked matchups. 38-18. and 18. I went back with went game-by-game. Um, it's pretty wild. I love Iowa State in this game. And the spread stinks. I think everybody's all over Iowa. Iowa did not move the ball that effectively on Indiana. Iowa State had a very vanilla game plan. I think they're still every bit as good as as people expect them to be. They had a very vanilla game plan against a Northern Iowa team that always gives FBS teams trouble. They are going to be so juiced up for this game. And I think at the end of the day, Iowa State just is a better football team. My number in the games close to like 6 or 7. I didn't downgrade Iowa State much after last week. I upgraded Iowa a little bit, but... At the end of the day, Iowa had two pick sixes and Michael Penix played a horrible football game. Now and they did that in front of their own home crowd. Now they gotta go on the road against an incredibly hostile environment in just a massive, massive game. And this is a veteran Iowa State team that has experience winning big games. And I don't think this Iowa team has experienced winning big games in front of big crowds. You know? Iowa State beat um Iowa Oklahoma, State beat Oklahoma last year in front of a big crowd. Like there were fans all yeah. in the stands. <laughs> And it's funny because like however many miles east, like there's Iowa with no fans in the stands because of the Big Ten policy. Like this is just a complete, it's a huge ass for Iowa to go on the run. I feel like they're such a public dog, and I, I all these numbers, man. I just, I, I love Iowa State. I'm all over the Cyclones. Um, I got them at three and a half. Uh, I take them. I'd honestly take them up to five and a half. I think they cover by a touchdown, um, and I can get a four. So that's my number that I'll take Iowa State minus four.
1: Um, nothing for you, correct? Yeah. So. I agree with everything you're saying. I like the spot. I think it's been like since like... It's been like five, six years since Iowa State's beat Iowa, right? Like they haven't won in a long time. They're getting them at home. This is the best Iowa State team in a while. Um, It's a massive like... Yeah, people know that Iowa State was really hyped up, but people also just watched Iowa blow out Indiana last week, who is also a very, like, public team that everybody's known about. Mm-hmm. So I see all that. I like the home field. My number is four. I, like, there's n- I don't have any edge in this game. I don't feel, like, I don't love Iowa State, as I've talked about before. I think they're good, but I don't think they're, like, insane. People have been hyping up as a college football contender. I don't see it. Um Iowa's good. I was good too. I, like this is two good teams in a rivalry game. I think it's gonna be close. I don't see an edge that I could bet on.
0: Yeah, I I just think it's really telling. The line has hasn't really moved.
1: <laughs> yeah, like
0: that's. I think that's really telling. Like I think the money's all over Iowa. People have to be all over Iowa. I think it's telling the line hasn't moved. So I'm. I think Vegas knows something, and I'm gonna side with Vegas here. So Iowa State minus pull
1: four. Up, I'll pull up pregame for you. 60% yeah, of the up. cash on Iowa, and 76%, 77, 76% of, of the tickets. That's good news.
0: Yeah. I just really like Iowa State. This is one of my favorite bets from the beginning of the week. Um, Miami minus nine against App State. This is an interesting one. You have anything? Like, like bounce just... back spot for Miami. Like, are we overrating App State? Like... Single digit dog, disgusting
1: game to bet. Yeah, Uh, I agree. Like I don't know, man. It just Hey dude, I agree. I I want nothing to do with this game. Like it if Chase Bryce is for real, like App State may win this game. Yeah. Uh they he looked really good against ECU and like what time is the ECU South Carolina game? Noon.
0: And this game's at seven. If
1: ECU is able to like beat South Carolina, I think this may be a little money line. like, you know, like throw five bucks on it, see see what uh see what we can do, because I don't love Miami. I don't think they're that great a team. This like Miami is like the biggest team that's known for letdowns, right? Like they get hyped up and then they don't care anymore. Seems like a very Miami thing to do here. I set that one game where they destroyed Notre Dame. Well, that wasn't that was that was the game. That wasn't a hype game. You know what I mean? Probably lost the next game after that. Um, they're not an even kill team. They get up and they go down. Uh, this is going to be an empty stadium. There may be more App State fans here than Miami fans. That would not surprise me. Um, App State returns a ton. Look, I'm not I'm not going to touch nine, but I wouldn't be surprised if App State was able to do something here. But I also like this is what if Miami, is, Miami if, wins yeah, by 20 points. If Miami yeah. is going to be a real team this year, you're going to find out in this game. Yeah, I agree with that. Um,
0: really, really interesting game. One of the most interesting games, I think, of the entire Saturday. Um, NC State at Mississippi State. I'm trying to find the number for this game. I, I think it's
1: know. two, right? Well,
0: I think it was two, but I think it might have moved. But yeah, it's only one. NC State minus one at Mississippi State. NC State off a dominant performance over South Florida. Mississippi State had to come from behind to beat Louisiana Tech. I think it's a big ask for NC State to go and win on the road at an SEC team. But also, like I'm really high on NC State, and I think they're really good. And I think they are the better team, and I think they should win this game. I don't have a play on it, but man, do I want to be on the Wolfpack.
1: Yeah, this is... Like, my number is... Yeah, what is your number? My number is NC State by two. Yeah,
0: I am, uh, I'm NC State... I am NC State by four.
1: Um, This honestly might be a play for me. I didn't downgrade Mississippi State. Like, they were missing a lot of players, and it's just very Mike Leach type of game there. Like, Mike Leach plays up and down to his opponents. Yeah, uh, that's something Mississippi State fans need to get used to because it's going to happen a lot. Um, I really like this NC State team, but I also like Mississippi State a lot. You're going on the road. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a tough place to play. There's going to be talent all over the field. This is going to be a very interesting game. I think this game, if NC State can go on the road and win this game here. I think you're going to feel a whole lot, a hell of a lot better when Clemson comes to town. Yeah. And that game is soon. So, like, this is massive. I, I'm going to be rooting for NC State. I can't play this game. It just does not. Like, I, I just don't see it. But I agree.
0: It's like a very, I, I like NC State too. Um, I'm just not, I can't get there. I'm going to be at the Mets-Yankees game, so I'm not going to even be, like, tempted to, like, dip my toe into the water for watching interest. So uh, I just, it's a tough pill to swallow, but I'm going to have to stay away. Um, now on to my favorite play of the week. Uh, Texas seven-point favorites on the road at Arkansas. I am all over the Razorbacks. I love Arkansas plus the points. My number is, like, Texas by two, maybe Texas by three. Um, Okay, they just beat a really good group of five team at home. Like, they're supposed to do that. Like, Arkansas won by 21 against Rice. I know it was a really sluggish 21. They were down by 10, and they had to come back in the second half. That's fine. They did. They did, and end up winning by 21 points and covering the spread. Like now, Texas, like we're really that high in Texas, where they have to go on the road to a pretty good SEC team that was pretty good last year, that's got a really good secondary and like a lot of talent. Like they have to go on the road to that hostile environment and cover a, a touchdown spread. Like that just feels like a huge ask for me, and I feel like Texas is a really public team, so I am all over Arkansas. I think they're super live as a home dog. Like I think they're super live. Like why the hell not? Why can't Arkansas win this game outright? What do you, you you gotta you disagree? You like Texas?
1: Um, so I like Texas, but I'm not gonna. I can't. Seven's too big for me. Okay. Um, I was. I said this before, but I, I was very impressed with that Texas win. I have been of the belief that Arkansas reminds me of Louisville of last year. Uh, played above expectations. Seems to. I think they should drop down this year. Like I don't love their team. Their O line's pretty solid. like They're good, but I, I just don't love them. Their D backs are good, um, but that's not really going to be a big effect against Texas. They don't really run the ball, they're just going to try and run it down your throat. Arkansas is kind of weak in the D line and in the linebacker position. Linebacker's solid, but D line's weak. Their best position on the defense is the D backs, which isn't going to be tested here. Quarterback's all right. I like Pittman as a coach the crowd is going to be absolutely rocking. It's like, going to be awesome. going to be
0: an is, awesome Saturday night atmosphere. Yeah, it's going to be... Ins- God, I love them tonight. I love the home it's dog. Go,
1: it's going to be insane. Like, this is an old Southwest Conference rivalry. They are now about to be SEC rivals. Like, this is going to be a, like, careful what you're wishing for, Texas. Like, welcome to the SEC. Like, this is what you have to deal with. Um, but, given that, and I, all that, I still have a number edge on Arkansas, but I just, like, can't bring myself to bet it here. I just... Um, Dude, are you serious? I can't. Put
0: your it. bias from last week out of your mind. It's not, put,
1: it, put, put it out of your mind. No, it, but it's
0: bias coming into the season yeah, about every, Arkansas. I mean, I, let me give you a perspective. This line was three and a half a week ago. Do you really think Texas did enough to warrant it being now a touchdown on the road? But You've got a number either. edge on Arkansas. Hang on. The public is thinking, whoa, Texas is back.
1: I will not bet on Texas here. Or Arkansas. I can't do it. I'm disciplined this Not week. even a
0: little... That's not... I think this is... I think this is my favorite play of the week. And, like, I'm not even... Like, there's no... Like, no, no doubt about it. Like, I feel so convinced about this game. Like, this is the first... I was like, this line's. This line is wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, This feels
0: like such an overreaction to Texas. No, Money line sprinkle for me on plus 220, by the way.
1: That's a nice... That's a nice money line. I may... I may, I may sprinkle.
0: How could you not? But I... I they're totally... Are they Are they a live dog? Yes. Yes. Of course they are. I got to do some more
1: research. I can't give it out.
0: That's fine. You don't have to give it out. Just, you know, I know what you will be on come 7 o'clock Saturday night. <laughs> you'll have a moment... You'll, you'll, you- there, there will be a moment of cl- clarity for you Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. Like, and you're just going to be like, there's not a chance that Texas Texas wins this game by more than a touchdown. Like, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. You're going to want to be all over the home dog. Like, God, <laughs> home dogs on Saturday night. This is what we live for. It's what we live for. Yeah, Arky, man. I fucking love him. Another play I really like. Mizzou plus five and a half at Kentucky. Um, I don't really have a number edge. Like, my numbers, like, can you don't like have a, a four number? or five. No. Do you have a number edge? Big number edge. Oh, yeah. I don't have a number edge on it. Um... It just feels like such a great spot. Like it's, I,
1: have, I have, I have Kentucky as a one-point favorite. There you go. Um, I
0: don't know. Maybe I was just overly high on Kentucky and not as high on Missouri. I just this, this feels like these. This feels like two really evenly matched SEC teams. It's gonna go down to the wire. I'm not all in on Will Levis suddenly being, like you know, no, he, he, Carson they, Palmer. Like he had a great game, but Kentucky played a weak opponent. And
1: I was listening to Cover Three and uh, Barton yeah. Yeah. was talking about it because apparently I guess he was just live betting. Kentucky versus UL Monroe. Okay. Uh, fucking d uh, But he was saying that uh, Louisiana Monroe's wide receivers were running open, like, all game, and they just couldn't get it to him. You know who can get it to their receivers? Connor Basilak. He's lack. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. Like, I think we've talked about this a lot. I like both teams. I like both coaches. I think these are both solid. But five and a half is just way too much. Will Levis is just not, like, he's good, but he's not that guy. I don't know if he's that good. He's not that guy. I think it's a big ass
0: now for them to, to win by a touchdown against Missouri. Like this feels like a really like Missouri's a live dog. Oh, my, are I'm on the money. Kentucky.
1: I'm on the money line as well. So, yeah.
0: so I'll I'll give you that play.
1: It it's it, it's too much, man. Like they Yeah. I just see feels it, like if it was like spring also. And yeah, Kentucky is like, oh, they're airing it out now. But like, I like Kentucky. I think Kentucky's a good team. I think they're really well coached. I like Mizzou, though. I like, I like Mizzou a lot. I feel like they I returned it a, a lot. It just, like... I don't know. It just uh, seems on, like such totally, a good start. I'm totally
0: with you. It seems like such a great spot. Um, like There's no... I, I think I saw a stat that, like... Like, uh... The dog has covered in, like, four of the last five between these teams. There's just... Like, I think Missouri's being a little... People are overreacting to Kentucky's performance. People are, underreacting to, are overreacting to Missouri, like, only winning by 10 against Central Michigan. But, like, newsflash, Central Michigan is a lot better than Louisiana Monroe. You know? Yeah. Like, that's... They're not... That's apples to oranges. I'm, I'm all over Mizzou. Um, this was a line that just... I don't know. Looked I looked at it, and I was like, this doesn't feel accurate. Um... And even though I don't really have much of a number edge, I just think it's a really good spot for Mizzou. Uh, Next game. Speaking of spots, is this a good spot for Washington as a road dog at Michigan? The
1: Huskies plus seven?
0: What do you think? Talking off the ledge here. Okay, all
1: right, all right. So so here's the deal. Yes. I got the number edge with you, you know. Like you're like, with me, right? Like I, I've got a complete number edge on Washington, but yes, here's why I'm not going to bet it. Yes, and like Michigan's without Ronnie Bell, which is another big thing. I, Washington lost all their starting wide receivers last week. I think they're all back. I don't know.
0: I've not seen it. I'm not betting this game until I know that a they're couple back. Of them are back.
1: Okay, I, I've heard through the grapevine they're going to be back. Um, Where'd you hear this? Cover three. Okay. Um. So, you know, take that as
0: you will. That, that would be huge. That would be kind of a difference maker. Here's why I will
1: not bet this. Come on. Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Lake is not a good coach. He hired it. Who's their offensive coordinator? I forget. Ugh. Let me, I'm going to get it. Here we go. Look it up. Offensive coordinator. They quarterback. They're th- Dylan Morris. They're three. Teams. John Donovan. Okay. Absolute scrub. This guy was terrible at Penn State. They fired him, and Washington hires him. Like, this defense is really good. Like, I, I, I'm not going to fault, like, holding Montana at 13 points. That's what a good team does. But Morris was terrible. Like, the O-line couldn't get push against an FCS team. Michigan's not all that on the D-line, but if there was one thing you couldn't fault uh, Brown, Don Brown on was his D-line. His linebackers, his DBs, they were always a step too slow, and that's why they got killed whenever they faced a team with wide receiver talent. But, his D-line is always big, and always good. Like, I think Washington's going to struggle to run the ball again. I think Dylan Morris isn't good. I think Harbaugh is a significantly better coach than Jimmy Lake. This just, like, I have the numbers on Washington, but this is just not a game I want to bet. And, the big house is going to be rocking for this game. Like, yeah, this is now, like, Oh, like they lost. Like, why does it matter? But this is still just such like a big game for Michigan. Michigan's schedule is looking a lot easier now. Like my uh, seven and five over is looking looking very good. Um. I
0: really like Washington. Do it then. You get you getting a touchdown. I know. I haven't. I'm not gonna play until I I know for sure the deal. So I'm not gonna give it out as a play. I agree. Like I I totally agree with what you're saying, Colin. Jim Harbaugh is a much better coach than Jimmy Lake. Like they're not even in the same like stratosphere. Like even though Harbaugh catches a lot of shit, and like it's gonna be. A I crazy. like
1: I like I like Michigan's. It's offense. also gonna be an
0: awesome atmosphere at the yeah. Big House. It's gonna be an awesome atmosphere on a Saturday night. Um, and like I'm not getting enough value.
1: You know what I mean? This seems what this seems like is one of those games where a lot of like sharps and people that have been paying attention, like. They have Washington like they see all the players and they have them a little bit overrated because they had all those comebacks last year and they don't know what to think of Jimmy Lake and this is the game where they just get like absolutely blasted and everybody goes oh we need to adjust these numbers right now see
0: or it's the opposite like I feel like everybody and their mothers on Michigan because Washington yeah but this is the
1: game this is the game where the public but like think. Like Maybe. this is this 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 is like think about, think about the Texas A and M Auburn game last year. Well,
0: think about it from this standpoint. Like, there's a reason the sports books haven't moved off of seven. I mean, like, they moved from like
1: one. Yeah, but that was a look ahead. But like, it opened this weekend. But like I, I but I but here's the thing is I don't think there's like I think there's a lot of money coming in on Michigan, but I think there's also a lot of like a lot of sharps are probably on Washington because yeah, their of numbers course. are. But there's some lines where the book has all the money on. One side public and like example, TCU has ninety four percent of the cash and eighty eight percent of the tickets. So the book is taking Cal side. Not when there's a sharp public differential, it's different. It's the same thing. Than, it's
0: the same thing with Michigan Washington, isn't it? Like, is it that big? Seventy seven percent of the tickets are on Michigan. Seventy one percent of the cash is on Michigan. Like, I mean, there's it's a pretty yeah, successful. but that's
1: that's there's there's like that's a difference. The cash is. More on Washington. Like I think there's enough people know. betting yeah. Washington to keep this. I don't think the book is just taking the other side.
0: I think the line stinks. Like why the hell is Michigan? Michigan is like Washington just lost to an FCS team. Like, like that's crazy. Like how? Is yeah, they they were, they were ranked 20. I understand, but and Michigan
1: Mich- was terrible last year. But they don't have Joe Milton anymore. And I like their I like I like their offense. I think their offense is pretty solid. Like, I I like sucks it sucks they don't have Ronnie Bell, but I think they can spread it out. Their defense is okay. And really, I, I doubt Washington's going to be able to move the ball very well. It's just going to come down to if Michigan can score on Washington, which is going to be tougher than to score, but I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to win by 14.
0: Me neither, but I, I also wouldn't put it past them to then take them. now you I haven't placed it, so I'm not going to bet it yet. I lean Washington. I'm telling you guys, I lean Washington. There's a good chance I'm on it. I'm not on it right now. Take them. Weird. God, crazy ass. All right. Um, yeah, what? San Diego State is a dog in
1: Arizona. Like, what do you think about that? I think Arizona played well last week. Yeah, I think that's kind Arizona of why. minus two against San Diego. State. San Diego State also they played like UTEP and they New Mexico State and they absolutely struggled.
0: They struggled. They end up winning
1: though. Yeah, but like Maybe New Mexico State is probably they, one of the worst. They team. are.
0: But they ended up winning going away, didn't they? 28-10?
1: Yeah. I don't know if that's really going away. That's going away. That's going away. Yeah. When you were down ten nothing at halftime. You're down ten nothing at halftime in New Mexico and State. You woke up. You down ten nothing at halftime in New Mexico State. That is all I need to know to not bet on San Diego State this game. I'm not on it either. I just thought it was. Intriguing. This is your big uh, Brady Hope. You know, make your stand here. You know, this is this is a big game. If they lose that this game, power, baby. If, if they lose this game, your Brady Hope. Take is officially terrible. Yeah, Husky season.
0: I believe in Brady Hoke. I don't know. I'm getting them at two and a half in some spots. Like I. I'm what do you lot li- What's your line? What, what's your number? My line is like San Diego State minus two, minus three. Like <laughs> so you're getting a massive bet. I am. I'm getting a massive. Yeah, because I, you're overrating Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke's a bad coach. Okay. Um. I don't know. I I just that's something that I'm I'm looking at.
1: It's a bad bet. Don't take it.
0: I don't think it's that bad a bet. Um, I haven't placed it I, I haven't yet that's why I wanted to get your thoughts I know it wasn't even a game that we really talked. said we were going to talk about too much um, here's a game that I have bet
1: I bet Hawaii plus 11 and a half I like knew you were going to bring this game up I knew I, I, I knew you were going <laughs> to this wasn't on the list I, I saw it and I was like there's no way he doesn't bring
0: this up I can't help myself I'm I'm, I'm addicted to Hawaii I just think I look at Hawaii was a 17 and a half point dog at UCLA obviously didn't cover like whatever I mean, UCLA is not six points better than Oregon State. UCLA is would be a 14-point favorite than Oregon State. Like, I just think that this is... I have, Like, I just have so much value on Hawaii. Like, my number on this game is, like, Oregon State by maybe four, maybe five. I think the line's 10 now. Let me see what... Let me get you an accurate... I think it's
1: 11 and a half.
0: It's 11 and a half. <laughs> which is exactly what I've placed at. Like, I love this. Like, I don't see how... I don't think Oregon State... I have UCLA
1: as 11 points better than...
0: Oregon State, yeah. Let me see what I have, because I didn't even look at I didn't even look into it, but like, you see where I'm coming from from that? I do. Like I just, I'm also not high. I have UCLA by like 18 over Oregon State. I'm really low on Oregon
1: State. Yeah.
0: I'm really low on them. I think they're the bottom of the of the rung in the pack. I mean, 12. you may
1: be you may be right. I I was thinking when they lost to Purdue, because I didn't even like look at that game. And then when you brought it up, I looked and I I had that game as like a pick 'em. Yeah. And they covered seven like I'm pretty also, easily. I also
0: don't have Purdue like highly rated. Like, I, I don't have seven. Purdue
1: highly rated either. But I just like, man, I'm high on Oregon State, so like, I don't know. I'm not ah. gonna bet Hawaii here, but you can you you. Can I'm do on it. Hawaii. I'm on
0: eleven and a half, and I'm actually considering the money line. Um, I, I think they're a live dog. I think Hawaii's good enough to win. I think they're good enough to win this game. Like it wouldn't surprise me. Like this is at Oregon State now has to come back across the country after playing at Purdue. Like, tough loss. They were all high up for Purdue, and now
1: it's Hawaii. Like, it's a little bit of a it's – a, it's a different element. Um, exactly one week from Justin's promise to not bet G5 teams against the Power 5. I've got, we are back.
0: This isn't the first one. I've got two. I'm on ECU
1: plus against South Carolina also. Yeah, but this is the team the that, that made you put that promise into place.
0: I'm on Hawaii. Okay. You know I'm, I'm not gonna bet the money line, but I'm on Hawaii. Um, you don't know even just want a little sprinkle, a little sprinkle, sprinkle. No, if I will, I, I will for personal reasons, but but nothing other than that. Um, one more game before we get into the last game on our slate. Uh, Stanford plus 17 at UCLA, USC. Excuse me. Um, UCI, UCI, USC played well against San Jose State in their first game of the season. I think winning by 23 or whatever it
1: was. Defense was really solid, which it is just what I've been, we've been talking about. The defenses, yeah. I, I like Todd Orlando a lot. I think yep. that was one of Tom Herman's biggest mistakes was firing him and hiring Chris Ass. Agreed. Uh, Chris Ass. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I like USC's defense. Keaton Slovis, like I didn't catch much of that game from the highlights I saw. He looked decent. He looked better than last year, but not at the year before level. So that's still something to watch. I don't know. 17 seems like a lot for this game, though. It's a rivalry game. Uh, I think Stanford's horrible. Stanford's pretty bad. Like, like they're horrible. Yeah, did you watch that Kansas State game? No, I was at the game. Yeah, the that
0: Rangers was a... Stanford. No, like Stanford's horrible. Like, like they just lost by 17 to Kansas State out a neutral, and now they're going on the road. And yeah, you, you
1: had you had a like favorite in that game, right, or even?
0: I had to pick. I had to just straight pick them. They lost by 17 to Kansas State on a neutral, and now they're on the road at USC. Like this is like let me even tune my number. Like I think USC could absolutely destroy them. Like Stanford's not going to score. Like if USC's defense is actually good, like how is Stanford going to score? I, I mean, mean San Jose my, is, number, my number is USC by 18 or 19. Like, it's not yeah, really... Santa
1: State's good. Uh, and the USC starting down. But uh, Stanford is going to start. Tanner McGee, former five-star. <sighs> we'll see. I don't know. It's it just not like... This is not a game I want to... I, I don't have any part of it either. Um, I don't this is not there. a game I want to bet. Um, and I honestly would not be surprised if this game was close coming down the stretch. Because it's just... I feel like every year, Stanford plays USC tight. Um. Last game of the slate.
0: Utah minus seven at BYU. What do you think, bro? What do you
1: think? We've talked about it. We've, we haven't we have talked about it. We've talked about this prior. We might have texted about it. We haven't talked about it. We haven't talked about it face-to-face. This is the game that I'm just going to blindly bet is that I'm going to take BYU plus the points here. Sixth year for Satake. I think they lost a lot from last year. I've mentioned this a lot. I really don't think they're like nearly as good as they were last year. But this is a rivalry game at home. A crowd that is starved for a win. They have two years off after this game. So this is their last chance to beat Utah. And I how long has it been? Like ten years? Uh eight or nine, I think. It's been a long time But all of them have been kinda of close. Yes. That's yes. the other factor. It's, it's a lot it's been a long time since BYU's beat Utah. I think Sataki has them in the right direction. I think he's got the horses now. Um look, it's not gonna be easy. But sevens a lot and Utah really like did not look great against Weaver State. I understand it's an in-state team and you stole one forty to seventeen but the offense didn't look great. I just expect a close, low-scoring game, and I'm also going to sprinkle it on the money line. Yep, me too. Um,
0: I, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, I think BYU has – it's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Um, the Holy War. I, like Utah doesn't strike me as like a super-explosive offensive no. team. I think it's going to be a battle. I think both teams want it. It won't surprise me if Utah comes out a winner – but it also won't
1: surprise me if BYU pulls off a big upset. Like, this is going to be a war. Oh, it's going to be an absolute war. I think, like, I want to get this straight because I think Utah is a really good team. And I really think they can win the Pac-12 South. And honestly, I think they can win the Pac-12. Yeah. But I think you can lose this game and still win the Pac-12 if you're Utah. I just think this is going to be an incredibly tough atmosphere. And honestly, just seven. Seven is a big number for a team that is going to be, like, gunning for you. BYU, the, the fan... You're talking about the Arkansas fans are gonna be thirsty for a win, like the BYU fans are gonna be like absolutely, like they're gonna be chugging caffeine, you know, like might have their first beer. It's gonna be a wild atmosphere out there. (laughs) Probably won't have any beer. A
0: lot, (laughs) a lot of coffee for sure. Um, I actually really like BYU, um, and I like them as a football team, Uh, even though they they like didn't win by a lot against Arizona. Like, like they showed me enough. For me to like believe in
1: what they were doing, I, I, I you it know was, what I mean. Uh, so what I thought, like when Jared I Hall that played game, well, yeah. When and like, I, it's
0: not a surprise because he played well a couple years ago too. Like when he was when he came in in relief of Zach Wilson,
1: when I yeah when like I, two I, years ago,
0: like even like before the COVID, yeah. Year. Like he was good. I think I don't know if he was out last year to an injury or like a mission trip or whatever kind of nonsense they do out there. But like he was
1: he played a lot. Yeah, when I was yeah. looking at that game. It was less of, oh, BYU's bad. They just struggled with Arizona. It's like, ah, Arizona's like, they're not good, but they believe in themselves again. You know, like they've got a coach that's trying to get them. Their quarterback, I thought, played pretty well. Like, I I thought he had an impressive showing. Like, and they they played like a team that had heart, and that was enough to keep the game close. And it's also like, look, if we're going to give BYU a pass for Arizona, say they're looking ahead a little bit you got to give Utah the pass also against Weaver. But I do think BYU is looking ahead a little bit, getting ready for this game. And this is just such a massive game for BYU. I just Seven is just too much to lay in this game. Yep. Um,
0: I agree. BYU. BYU plus seven and BYU on the money line. All right. That'll do it for us. A mega pod tonight. Um, uh, week one recap. Week two picks. Next week it'll be broken up into two different pods, as as we usually do: a recap pod and a um, and a picks pod. All right. Summarize. Um, Colin, Virginia minus ten, Pitt minus three, Q's plus two, Colorado plus seventeen, pu, Missouri plus five and a half, <laughs> BYU plus seven. Okay, is that accurate? Those uh, are your spread bets. Yeah. BYU plus two thirty five, Syracuse plus one ten, and Mizzou plus one eighty. Yeah. Okay. Our two consensus plays are Missouri and BYU, both on the spread and on the money line. I am also on East Carolina plus two, Iowa State minus four, and Arkansas plus seven. That is my squad. I've also got Mizzou plus 180, Archie plus 220, and BYU plus 235. And I already know that grease parlay is going to be something crazy. Uh, so that's that's my. That's are, you gonna, got. are you going to put those all in a. Yeah, it's my grease parlay. Those are my three money line dogs. Oh, you know. I'm not doing ECU on the money line. I just... I look at the, the, the value. It's it's even money. It's like, I just got the plus two. Like, I'm not... I'm not going to mess around with Wait, it. Wait, so like, what's your... Mizzou plus 180, Arky plus 220, and BYU plus 235.
1: Yes. Yeah, see, after last week when I sprinkled all over and I was like, oh, this is great. I would have just lost this. Yeah. I've decided I'm going to sprinkle gonna on like... The, yeah. Maybe have one, but like also yeah. the sprinkle, like, it's nice. Yeah. Um,
0: anyway, that's what we got. That's our, our week two picks pod. we um, With Hopefully we have a good week. Uh, hopefully Colin, you know, has a really good week with the exception of one bet. Um, and that'll do it for us on, on this, week's, this week's additional hook and ladder. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, good luck with your bets, everybody. Peace out. See ya.